podcast is intended for mature audiences. The views and opinions expressed are those of the panelists and do not reflect in any way those of the podcast partners, sponsors, or affiliates. Enjoy. Hi, this is Michael Buffer, and you're listening to the voice of the people. Let's get ready for Boxing Voice. Every day I'm hustling, 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 hustling. Every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling. Call me Mr. Chimney. I want smoke. Boxingboys.com. What broke him down? Was it the body punches? I was hitting the body punches and I heard him actually he was crying in there. We have new video from a crash that set Walter Wade boxing champion Errol Spence Jr. to the intensive care unit. The crash rejected the boxer, but miraculously, he is expected to be okay. TheBoxingBoys.com It's been a miracle, and I'm a blessing from God that, you know, I haven't had anything serious that would have been out for a year or two, or just would have been, you know, ended my career. Uh-huh. Oh! them guys wish that I wasn't back so fast, but I am back, and I want to fight the top names in the division. I, I have to ask you about your eye, uh, we were all worried about you, but you had to pull out of the man. He's happy I'll fight. I wanted to fight. So, I mean, but you could have gone to Yeah, one eye. I got another eye. WBC of IDF welterweight champion of the world. That's why I sound bad, and I told people I didn't want to turn the fight. You know, I've been getting a second chance at life, and I've been getting a third chance at boxing. Nobody's worth a chance properly. Big fish on this side too that you know I gotta fry. Like I said, I'm gonna get these belts over here, then I'm gonna come take Terry Crawford belt because I said I'm gonna be on this visit with the way champion of the world. He is the fighting pride of Omaha, Nebraska. He's good at what he do. Hey daddy! Taking, you know, any credit away from Arrow, he's a great fighter. He's good at what he do. But when you compare him to Terrence Crawford, there's no comparison. Just a better fighter. Sit back and watch this. I promise you something. I promise you something. Let's come together, make this event 
a success. Everything about Terrence Crawford is better than Earl Smith Jr. Boxingwoods.com. Boxingwoods.com. Boxing fans, are you ready? Hey, 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 daddy. Good morning, TBV. What up, ladies and gentlemen? What's going on? Welcome back. It's Friday, and we're ready to rock and roll. We got a great show planned for you. Plus, we got a guest. Frank Smith already said he cannot come on at 9.30, but he'd need an extra 15 minutes. That makes it 45, so that's 6.45. 6.45 a.m. today, we'll have Frank Smith. You got to remind me. I'm going to get wrapped up in the show and forget. You got to help me remember. But we're here to discuss... Terrence Crawford versus Earl Spence, the rematch. When is it happening? Where is it happening? What network is it happening? These are the things that we are going to be discussing today, this fine morning. And at 6.45, we're scheduled to have Frank Smith of DAZN, where we can ask him, would you like to carry this pay-per-view? Because the thing is, while everyone believes this fight is happening, the truth is there's no network. And if there's no network, how can this fight happen? You know, every single report that I was able to dig up was before the announced demise of Showtime. And yes, just hit that blunt, 6.45 PST, 9.45 Eastern time. You feel me? But, Danny, what's up? How are you? Buenos dias. Hello, What are you doing? How's it going? What's up? What's up? Yo, what up? Yo. Oh. Yo. Yo. Yeah, what's good, Yo. bro? What Yo. Up, bro? You don't hear me? I hear you, bro. What up? What's the word? What's the word, B? Shit, man. <laughs> Shit. Well, getting over, over this man i'm fucking sick bro it's like this shit bro this is just keep getting worse is it cold like i mean oh your, your cold is back yeah no i'm saying it ain't gone no it just keep getting worse hmm. like, yeah now i'm kind of getting over my shit be kind of getting over my shit but look in the street what you've been hearing is this shit happening because uh you may uh, you know we got Espinoza, you know, reporting uh, whenever he reported that this fight was happening. But that was a long time ago, right? You got um, nothing since the announcement that, you know, Showtime is done. We haven't gotten anything since then. Um, we don't have a network, right? So what? how do we what? have a fight? Nothing 
since Showtime being done in terms of this fight, at least. Mm-hmm. In terms of this fight, but all the reports indicate that they've agreed. You got Bo Mack saying, you know, they've agreed. You've got um, Derek James saying similar things. So uh, it just, but this is all pre the network leaving the sport, right? Obviously, yes. I got this quote yes. here from Brian McIntyre. And I think it's the, it. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I think the last time I remember Espinosa speaking about this fight happening was when the rumors were swirling, like before it was confirmed. But there, the rumors were definitely swirling at this point that Showtime was going out of business. I forget what fight it, what fight week that was, champ. Uh, fuck, man. Maybe Canelo-Charlo fight week? Mm. Um, McIntyre told Fight Hub TV, the rematch is going to happen. Mark my words. And the same thing will happen. Asked if the undisputed, obviously they asked him if, the, if, if Crawford, you know, could defeat Spence at 54 and Bomack added, not Evan, but even at 160, if it happened at 147, if it happened at 122, it's still going to be the same thing. And then Derek James had this to say, Showtime is leaving boxing. It's like a dagger in the heart for us boxing fans who grew up with Showtime. But the thing is, like, he always says he doesn't watch boxing. So this was weird to me coming from Derek James. But that being said, he said, and I quote, Steven Espinoza, uh, is a good friend of mine. We had dinner right that day after the fight. So we spent time together, but we never talked about business. Um, we never talked about that stuff like that. I didn't even know until it was announced. I heard speculation about it, but I won't go to somebody and say what I heard. So, again... They say the rematch is happening, but because of everything that's happening with Showtime, there's not any clear indication. Um, we have, obviously, a hold. Shit, I got to listen to that message in a second. We have, obviously, we found a hold on a date, two dates in February, Danny. Um, and I'll screen share this. Obviously, this is more your alley. So you can uh, tell the people about this. But, you know, this is being rumored on the, you know, boxing sphere that this could be the Earl Spence rematch date and the, you know, return Javonta Davis date again. I don't know how that could be without a network. Um, but this is two requests, actually four requests, right? But as you can see, it shows a request from TGB Promotions for February. 20, uh, February 3rd, 2024. That's next year. Then they got another one, February 24th, 2024. But obviously no network there. It just says televised on pay-per-view. Whereas though, if you see the top one, televised on ESPN Plus for possible action. The other one says televised on zone. So obviously these will be yeah. pay-per-view events, but there's no network. You Whoa. still need a network. You need an I'll, you need somebody and you need a production crew, Danny. 
Yeah, I'll say that the the top one you had that's uh the FA card. November fourth. That yeah, against Goodall. That that's that that's card. So done. I mean, you know, that's why all the details were there. Um, shit, that's in a week and a half or so. Uh, what was the other one? A Golden Boy, right? First week of January at the Virgin. I haven't heard anything for that one. And then the other two TGB dates. Uh, I don't know what they could be for, you know, possibly these, possibly a tank fight, uh, a tank fight in Vegas. I feel like it would have to be a bigger name though. Right. Oh, he's, he's doing something, but yeah, I feel like if it's a tank fight in Vegas, it would have to be a bigger name. Um, but yeah, I think, let me check what the. That's the hose. Let me see what the Nevada uh website got, the commission website, because that's who obviously sanctions the fights. And they have a calendar. You guys can go check it out too. So I'm pulling that up now. So coming up, they saying the return of Virgil Ortiz in Vegas, though? Why would they do that in Vegas? I don't know. Uh, Frank Smith hit me back. He wants to do it via phone because he's in traffic. I'm like, oh, we prefer Zoom. You know, we're going to be on for a bit if you want to see if we can touch base in an hour. Because, again, you know, phone is not the same. It's pretty not the same. But. Right. So, right now, I got the uh, the commission website pulled up. Mm-hmm. I, I was just seeing what they have on their calendar as of right now so that november one that you mentioned that's on there and then you said uh so they have the tgb promotions december 9th event at a location to be turned to be determined is all it says for that december 30th they have the same thing tgb promotions will promote a professional boxing event at a location to be determined January's empty. February, as of right now on the calendar, they only have top rank the 8th, the 9th, and the 10th, which is Super Bowl weekend. So they got to hold on those just, just in case, I guess. So here's an article from ESPN, but again, this is dated back March 31st. Uh, excuse me, August 31st. We're in October, you know. They're saying that uh, they would meet in, in in Las Vegas again and that, you know, obviously Earl would get another shot because of his rematch clause. But these are all old reports. Now, if we go to this, this is what Danny just showed. And someone questioned whether or not what Dan is saying is true because this was reported. Canelo Alvarez next two fights in 2024 will be reportedly both still be broadcast by Showtime pay-per-view in the U.S. despite Showtime Sports shutting down at the end of 2023. This had been previously agreed as part of the deal with Al Heyman's PBC according to ESPN Mexico. Dan says that according to his Showtime spokesperson and I quote, there are no 
plans for any Showtime pay-per-views of any kind in 2024. So then someone questions Dan and says, if there's no Showtime pay-per-views in 2024, what does this mean for the Tom Brown dates in February in Vegas? And then Dan says, they don't need Showtime to do pay-per-view. So, what's your thoughts on Dan saying they don't need Showtime? Because that's what led me to say, well, they need a production team. You can't just go to pay-per-view.com because they're a distributor. They don't have a production team. They don't actually go to shoot. They don't have a truck. And by truck, I so, mean the network truck that sits in front of the arena and fucking broadcasts the signal. So I think uh, the report was that about 40 employees or so lost their jobs uh, or will be losing their jobs when Showtime Sports uh, ends at the end of the year. I also heard that the majority of the people that will be unemployed would be like uh, contractors and shit. So... I don't know if, if if those are the people contracting. Like, obviously, Showtime has the commentators, and, you know, they have their crew as well. But uh, as far budget, as the, if you try to do it yourself, because now you got to think, like, obviously, you and I don't know the ins and outs, but can you assume they were being given some of that stuff because it's a Showtime pay-per-view and they reap some of the benefit? Like, or or do you assume that the person putting on the pay-per-view is paying for the announcers, like you said, and whatever else Showtime is bringing, all the freelancers that will be there to get the event off the ground. What do I assume? I mean, yeah, like, for example, I do think that Showtime being there would would, uh, eliminate certain costs. I don't know how many, but... You know, I've I've spoken around. It seems like m- more than it seems like the majority of the people losing their jobs aren't actual Showtime employees, more so contractors that will now have to fill, you know, uh, any Showtime events doing other work. Now, there's heavy speculation that, regardless of what Dan says, it will be on Showtime because of this. Because it says, you know, that they would have to buy Al Heyman out and pay out the seven figures to PBC to end the contract effective at the end of 2023. So it's like, are they going to pay to cut them loose or are they going to give them, you know, whatever they owe them? Hold on, pull that back up. Big fight. I was, try- I was trying to read the whole thing. It is possible, but unclear as to whether Showtime would continue to produce pay-per-views in 2024, as Raphael has also reported that the network and Premier Boxing Champions still have an existing contract for potential pay-per-views that run through next year. However, if Showtime completely ceasing, then they could negotiate a seven-figure payout to PBC to end things effective at the end of 2023. I mean, when did that come out? Because they're literally saying 
per Dan Rayfield, but Dan Rayfield just tweeted the complete opposite. Yeah, no, no, no. But Dan is tweeting that they won't do any pay-per-views of any kind, but no one is following up with Dan. I mean, this guy actually, shout out to my man Bar Barenzi, he's actually following up with Dan, but I don't see Dan answering um, because this is Dan's article, right? So he's, he said to Dan, he sent him the clip, and he said, you know, did Al get his seven-figure buyout yet? Um, because, you know, it hasn't been answered. And, and this is all the same thread. It's just some guy said the same thing I would say. I trust Dan over literally any other boxing reporter. I wouldn't say any other, but definitely over many. Um, and then, obviously, my boy Barenzi asks him the, the, the million-dollar question, right? But speaking of million-dollar questions, we have our own little question. Uh, we got a poll going here on YouTube.com where we are asking you. Hopefully, you've waited till the information was given to you before you picked Showtime because we're asking you, Terrence Crawford versus Earl Spence 2, does it happen? What network? Yes, it happens on Amazon Prime. Yes, it happens on Showtime anyway. Yes, it happens on DAZN Pay-Per-View. Yes, it happens on ESPN pay-per-view. Now, we do know it could happen on ESPN because Jake did that, you know. Um, it could happen on the zone because Jake and Mayweather did that. Yo. Now, granted, somebody would have been left out. But how do you not have an option that it doesn't happen? Um... Because we're fight fans. We wanted to. And it's YouTube's fault. Blame them. They only give us four options. We needed to put the networks. You know? It's unfortunate. I would have combined. I would have combined. I would have combined ESPN and zone only because they've been like co-distributing each yeah, I mean, you know that. You know that because you're a hardcore. But then someone else sees it both together, and you know, it's just it, it would just be an unfair. No, you right. You right. You right. You right. You right. You right. But you don't right. forget, we're gonna be having the brunch in the bay. Tickets are available. Hey, you can go to. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, Haney versus Pro Gray. Oh shit! I fucked up. <laughs> I'm gonna unpin that and then, nah, cause uh, originally the dude sent the the thing said fight party. I'm like, no, 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 no. But I put it in the chat as fight party. It's pre fight party though. Brunch in the bay, pre fight party. The chat, the link is in the chat, and tickets are now on sale. Limited sections are available and uh i should be confirming our guest celebrity host within the next week so looking forward to that we're about six weeks out yeah man that's gonna be fun did you see few people we had a chef hit us up like yo let me do the catering and i'm like yeah i responded to him i know him well, you know him he we we had him in studio that's Jared. He's actually the one that created my original logo. Remember, we had a son oh, in studio. Okay. 
Yeah. Yep. Yep. A, that's right. That's right. That's chef. right. He's a chef. He's he's he, he he really is like he's like Chef Jody, like that, like designer chef. And um, well, then someone else hit me up. Huh? Nah, go ahead. Then someone else hit me up to do the videography, and I'm like, okay, we'll talk to you after the show because we might not get Malik to travel over there. Is he going? No, I ain't had that com. I haven't had the conversation with him yet, but I haven't had the conversation with you either because it was, you know, it might be like a group, right? We're going to, you know, we're going to have to talk, figure figure things out. Um, But yeah, it's definitely going to be a fun event. I'm looking forward to it, man. Uh, Two-story, I mean, you've seen the venue, two-story bar, bar upstairs, bar downstairs. Uh, upstairs, it's all sections and boots. It's gonna be really dope. Uh, you know, music throughout the venue, outdoor seating for the smokers. So it's gonna be a good time, man. What's your boy's name? Conti, right? You killed me. Yup. Just as I type this, I'll say it out loud. Victor Conti has confirmed that weed cannot be used as an, a masking agent. Meaning, Danny, since he that's told your boy. Us, he, he, he told us that when we was in studio, meaning that you can't use that to cover up uh, potential PED use. Exactly. So everybody that is insinuating that... Uh, Keyshawn popped for weed because he was popping for something else. That's, we already asked that question because that's what I thought. We already asked that question. Also, also, the video floating around is not Bob Arum talking about Keyshawn. That's an old video from 10 years ago. The fact that you dudes, the dudes that think this is Bob now are the same dudes that can't tell Jamel Charlo and Jamal Charlo apart. They never could tell them apart. That's the same dude. That <laughs> this, this the same dudes that think this Bob Barum is the same Bob Barum. But it's cute and it works because he said it then for Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. when he popped for weed. So if it's good for Julio, it's good for Keyshawn. So I'll play it anyway. But it's not for Keyshawn. The internet is a fucking liar. They want to be undefeated. But no, they're just trolls. Sorry that Hold on. I just want to say really quick, y'all must not have watched anybody that thought this was Bob now. Y'all must have not watched any of the Saudi footage from Fury and Nganu cuz he was sitting up there and I was just like poor Bob. He's up there. I hope they don't crush him cuz John Fury and I'm like, yo, I just ain't want nothing to happen to Bob. I wish Bob looked and was talking the way he is in his video. Go ahead, Ness. I'm sorry. I just want to play the video for everybody so that they know what it is they're watching and they know the facts. This is 10-year-old Bob talking about Chavez. 
So he was like 81 then. Sorry that it happened, that he tested positive. But I'm not going to condemn a kid for smoking a joint the month before a fight to go to sleep. What the fuck is happening? I mean, let's be real about it. Let's not be hypocrites about it. Cheating, performance-enhancing drugs, that's cheating. That's wrong. Smoking a joint a month before a fight, take a poll here. What kind of percentage do you think of people who smoked a joint in the last month? So let's be fucking real. Shout out to Fight Hype for being on... Fight Hub, motherfucker. Sorry about that, Marcos. Shout out to Fight Hub for being on the scene and uh, getting that 10 years ago. So, so, just goes to show Bob's always been an advocate of weed. Um, and I'm with him, you know. Danny wasn't here for the second show, but, you know, I posted, I stand with Keyshawn. I feel like it's unfair. I'm glad you're here now because I can say what I said yesterday and it's going to hit better because of what, who you are. So I'm, I'm, I stand with Keyshawn, bro. Um, it's unfortunate that he's being condemned and shamed, right? Like, I think of Ricky Williams, bro. Who would Ricky Williams had been if the league ain't shit on him? And make him retire, right? Because they forced him. They said either stop smoking or retire. Homie said, bruh, the ganja is better. That's just like Bob Marley. They say, yo, cut your leg or die. He said, bruh, I like me soccer too much. I'm going to play soccer and smoke weed. Like, these dudes rather smoke weed. Now, fast forward, the league lets y'all smoke. So how many kids would Ricky had inspired? You know, that it's mad dudes that just like, they, they, the, the mind power's not there. Let's be real. That's just the truth. So they decide to go with the plant over their dreams and goals. But, like, if, 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 if Ricky would have been able to show the world, like, bro, I'm the best rusher, even while smoking the power of the flower, like Keyshawn did. Let me bring it all home. Keyshawn, if he was high, if he smoked in camp, ate edibles, and he performed like that, don't shame that dude. Praise that dude. How'd you do it, young man? You got a serious lung capacity because the, the myth is you can't smoke and fight. And, and we don't and know. Fight. We don't know. It could have been, it could have been, um, you know, CBD product because that, that'll pop too. Nah. You know, it could have been. CBDs are totally different components. THC is THC, CBD is CBD. It's two different but, components. It's like, hey, it's different. Plus, I'm pretty they sure, test for THC, pretty, not CBD. Yeah, but they ain't say he popped for THC. They say he popped for marijuana, right? True. And yeah, but, so that's what but, I'm saying. But that's what I'm saying. CBD is legal in all states, so no one would be testing for CBD. You could find CBD at the local gas it, station. It's not about is it is it legal on a federal level though? Because that's that's what. Yeah, but the commission is not federal. The commission is state to state. It's the Texas commission. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. But Texas just some cornies. They Republicans. No disrespect to them. And Republicans, but they not. They not. Um. What's the? They they not recreation. They not even medical over there, are they? No, nah, they ain't nothing over there. They ain't See recreational. They ain't nothing. They talking about Danny is right. I bet you he not. Tell Danny Google that shit. He ain't popping no. He ain't popping for no I'm CBD. A, it's Spider's got CBD thing. lines. Mikey got a CBD line. 
Haney got a CBD line. I mean, there's so many people got CBD, bruh. Stop it. Ooh, look at ta Tall Boy Slim. CBD products contain a trace amount of THC, which show up in tests. Uh, I'd, have been, I'd have preferred you say, which may show up in tests. You feel me? May. I don't know about Bro, all that. No, about all that. Just because just cause people have their own brands don't mean you feel me that it's allowed to, you know? Bro, you got fighters. You can have a lot of shit. You got fighters literally doing promo, like, bro, I use CBD. Like, my man Kurt Scooby got one. Like, bro, y'all wildin'. But look, it is what it is. It's not my battle. I don't really care. You know, I don't really care. If it, you know, hopefully it is CBD. You know, um, I, 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 as a pot smoker, I want it to be weed. I want him to, I want him to be the, the Ricky Williams of, of boxing. You feel me? Show the world you could do it. You know? Because I, I know mean, other fighters bro, that I smoke, just feel like, they just ain't come I feel out of like the closet. We, I feel like we live in such a world where the top athletes in the world have either came out or been caught smoking marijuana and it's like you said we performing at this level why the fuck do it matter you know uh shikari richardson obviously you know the world shamed her recently i'm trying to think of uh some other ones bro but like the nba they don't test no more because they know like everybody smokes everybody smokes and you know there's been dozens of interviews with nba players like Bro, we just smoke before a game. NFL players, man, I used to smoke on my way to the stadium. You feel me? So it is what it is, man. Uh, hopefully, they don't go too hard on them. It's just some fucking weed. Bro, what's sad is you get that loss. Like, it ain't a, it ain't a loss, but you don't get the win. Like every fight, you like, man, I'm really posed to be. I'm really posed to be. You feel me? Like, ah, that's pretty tough. Pretty tough. Okay. Yeah, Michael Phelps, too. Michael Phelps was a big one. Okay. Yo, what's up with the, I just told you about the, the, the videographer. I said, yeah, send me some links to your work. My man worked the whole OTX event. Perfect. We, we love experienced people. Who is it? DMs, champ. So I was trying to find out, Ryan O'Hara is the one reporting that Keyshawn tested for marijuana. So I asked him, did he follow up? with the Florida commission to see would they still allow Keyshawn since it's a totally different commission. Uh, because obviously he has that planned fight for ben, uh, Pedraza. Bro, in Pembroke Pines, of all places, is it really Pembroke Pines? Like, they wildin', bro. That's that? Like, Florida. But it's close to Miami. It's like a, it's like a, a city off of Miami, I guess. A little bit away from Miami, I guess. But, yo, I mean, what bro, the fuck is making them go to Pembroke Pines? Like, I didn't even know that was not the same commercial. Shit, the I thought, same I, I shit thought it was that, residential. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Saifi, Saifi. But who's paying it? I was going to say, 
I was going to say the same shit that just made him go to Edinburgh, Texas. Bro, fuck Edinburgh. They in Lake Tahoe with it. <laughs> That's funny. They need to go to Niagara Falls then. I mean, Lake Tahoe is at least more of a... Yeah, Bones, you know, they got the shit guest, to do I texted him people. already, Bones. I texted the guest. We just waiting on him to let us know. I, I, I told him, you feel me? We could we could give him time to do it at 10 because he had rather do it by phone. And I'm like, that ain't the same. That ain't going to hit the same. Bro, you missed it, but it's a big-ass cornball in the fucking chat. I'm going to time his ass out. I got Manuel LG, $2 Super Chat says, guess at 645. Don't forget, Naz. Nah, we on it. I sent them two texts, so we, we really got to wait for him to hit us back at this point. But uh, on our live poll here at youtube.com forward slash the boxing voice, Terrence Crawford versus Earl Spence, dose. Does it happen? What network? Uh, looks like the leading vote is tie with Prime and DAZN, 31%. Up. Oh, yep, back tied. No, untied. 31% DAZN. 30% Amazon Prime. Damn, it was it was just Showtime a minute ago. <laughs> yeah, now it's 27% Showtime. 11% it happens on ESPN. Um Yeah, that's on that's uh That's something that they need to let us know, man. I mean, fuck. How long do we got to wait for this rematch? But September 30th, which is three days short of a month, Espinoza said this, but then again, that's when the network was still in business. So IFL was reporting that Espinoza confirms the Crawford Spence 2 talks are in, uh, you know, they ain't talks, right? And sources boxing scene, but this was before the network decided they were done. So I don't know where that leaves us as boxing fans with this particular fight. Um, I also wanted to address this before I completely open up the phone lines. Um, I followed Julius and uh, I watched this video on this topic. And, uh, you know, Dan and him obviously had their little conversation. So... Obviously, Julius is insinuating that Heyman blew through $500 million on Waddell and Reed, which is true, but then blew through budgets with NBC, CBS, Spike Bounce, Fox, Sports 1, Fox, and Showtime. Uh, Dan tells him the NBC, CBS, the Spike, and ESPN bounce and first couple of years at Fox were time buys, not network rights fees, which means they did not receive money from the network. The network to put on the fight, they had to pay for that time slot on said networks. To put their fight on that network. So there's a major misconception. There's memes going around of of the Grim Reaper Al knocking on doors and leaving them bloody. And it's not as many doors as people assume, but, but it's still the same Outcome, meaning whichever network allowed him to put his product on didn't like what they seen in terms of, 
a product and viewership and attention garnered to their network because they never offered him a deal. Now, Fox, we can't lie and say they didn't like it because they did give him, and there are reports of them giving Al $60 million or $64 million. But that was only one year in 2015. So, again, no, he didn't run through all those networks. But, yes, he showcased his product on all those networks. That's like taking your product to Walmart and them saying no, and then Target and them saying no, and then even fucking Wawa and them saying no, you know? Uh, It's still the same damage. It's still the same damage, you know, um, but I did want to at least tell you that it it isn't the way people are trying to make it seem as if he blew through everyone's money. That's not officially how it done, but, you know, the truth is he didn't create a good enough product for any of those networks other than Fox to cut him a check. Meanwhile, it's a smaller check that he got cut than Bob Arum. Bob is getting 99 million, you know, according to T.O., he says 89, but I had always heard reports of 99 I, or 90. I thought like it was yeah, yeah, I thought it was 90 and T.O. said 89. Yeah, so uh it was never a lot of money because Bob didn't have the stars. You know, you're going to get your PBC gangbangers to call in, your C-dubs and stuff like that, and they're going to talk how great the product of Al is. But the truth is ESPN gave Bob Arum more money for less stars. If you believe PBC has all the stars, then why did Fox only give him $64 million? Can I say something? I think that relationships and connections have a lot to do with with it just across the board. Like, I'm going to give you an example outside of boxing. Dana White just got a $100 million deal with Anheuser-Busch and Bud Light. You know, that was, I feel like, more relationships like than, than product and connections than product. You get what I'm saying? Like, although the product is there, you got to have those connections and those relationships. And I feel like that's maybe why they were able to do it or do it at that level. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, bro. We're going to need something, that's for sure. We're going to need answers. That's what this show is really about. Like, we have so many questions. We don't know if the fight is happening, when the fight is happening, what network it is happening, you know, who's providing the pay-per-view. And this fight, financially, people don't think it would do the same. Do you believe it'll still do the same? Hell no. I mean, I felt like it was a bigger success at the gate than it was on pay-per-view in terms of, and I'm sure the pay-per-views made more money, but what I'm saying is I think the expectations was a bit higher for the pay-per-views 
while doing a, a $20 million plus gate. That's, you know, I thought that was pretty hard to do. We saw Tank and Ryan do it, but that was a mega event. And uh, so the attendance, even with that, I feel like we'll see, we'll see not as, not as high of a gate. How many pay-per-view buys? Rough estimate, just for show purposes. Half a mil. 500,000. Oh, so only a drop-off of 150. They both reportedly made 25 million each, according to what I read this morning, with, with obviously Earl making a little bit more. But if you're saying 500,000 times the 80, that's still 40 million plus your $20 million gate. But that's, you know, you... Again, again... You, you uh, given, uh, is that uh, your high number or your low number? No, nah, I mean, just what I think it does. And again, uh, I don't think they do that $20 million gate. Again? You don't think the, the gate gets that big again? No, nah, nah, I just said that. I feel like... I feel like... Uh, the first go round, the expectations for the pay per view was higher. Yep. And I felt so like less stars will come out to pay for those expensive tickets. And I also felt like uh, the expectations for the gate was over exceeded. In my opinion, you know they put themselves along with Tank and Ryan. I know they didn't do as much, but they did close to it. Um. Yeah, I just don't think it'll be as many people to come out. Let me ask you. Do you think Earl and Clifford like, know that? Do you think they understand yeah, yeah, that I, less people are going to be interested? Yeah. Okay. And and, and you, look, and look, and look, you don't watch other sports, bro. They did that fight in July. There's only one professional league out of the four majors playing at that time. Bro, they do it in January, February. Depending what time they do it, you got two to three leagues going at that time. The NBA for sure going to be in, in, in full season. Hockey, obviously not as big, but they in full season. And, you know, the NFL would be in the playoffs. So it's going to be more difficult, in my so, opinion. So because you feel that the both fighters know this fight makes less revenue, is it safe to say that this fight deserves to be on a subscription like a DAZN? Because, you know, I, I feel like DAZN could throw 20 million at Crawford and Earl, 10 apiece, let them keep their gate, you know, and maybe figure out some sort of subscription, whatever new subscriptions come in, a certain dollar amount they can get. Does that sound like something they can do? Because we've never heard reports that any fighter gets a dollar from any new signups, but maybe that's a way to incentivize new fighters to fight for a smaller purse. You feel me? Like, it's not a problem for DAZN, because I work with hell of affiliates. It's no different. You know, I mean, speaking of DAZN and affiliate, they give me $15 for every sign-up. So it's like, if they could give me 15 they should be able to give the fighters one or two dollars per pay-per-view sold, you know, after whatever twenty million dollar threshold. Look, uh, 
at this point, I don't think anything is impossible. I think that uh, the zone would have to do the numbers, sit down, and present the offer. I don't think nothing is out the question, but uh, I just I'm gonna be quite honest and say that at this point, I would find it hard for this rematch to not be pay per view. Really. I just feel like if you think it's gonna, but we damn near, well. we damn. Listen though, we damn near in November though. That's the thing. Like the fight happened in July, the fight happened in July. We damn near in November. The rumors of Showtime going out of business been out for over a month. So at this point, pretty much in November, I just think it's too last minute to present something that's. Kind of left field, and in terms of, you know, it was always going to be a pay per view. It was always talked about of being a pay per view. Oh shit! Now we're doing subscription. So again, I just feel like it's too last minute to to because they're gonna have to sit down and do the numbers. Ness, like they're gonna have to break down the numbers to to for them to still make their money, but also entice uh Irwin Bud to not fight on pay per view. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I just feel like you ain't got no network right now, guaranteed money, and whatever the network has to give that's within reason, I feel like it just makes sense for them because this is a fight that can still draw in subscriptions. It may not break pay-per-view records, but it can be a subscription fight. A subscription is cheaper than a pay-per-view. It might end up doing better on you know, a zone than it would on pay-per-view as a rematch is all I think. Um, no, but- again, I'm not, I, I, I'm not ruling the, I, I don't rule shit out, but I just think because of the time frame that we're at now, like, you know, it's getting down to, to crunch time. So it's like, they would do something that's never been done. So you got to make it make sense. You know, pay-per-view's been done time and time again. Uh, you know, there's a model there. There's a business model there. With what you're saying, I don't think it's a bad idea at all. I just think that there's no business model. They would have to sit down, create, you know, something that works for all interested parties. And by business uh, model, you mean what the fighters would get on the back end? Yeah, because you're talking about uh subscriptions but them still putting up guaranteed money so again they would have to make their money back along with still making it enticing for them to for the subscriptions and then it's going to be like well you know how do we split that you know who's bringing in more you know so it's just something well, that i mean i'm sure there's analytics done. Of- no for sure for sure but listen it's something that hasn't been done is all i'm saying yeah, so, okay, so let's let's not overcomplicate it. Like, you know, me trying to give the fighters a back end is just me trying to be a businessman. But, like, at the end of the day, you know, we don't have to worry about a back end. We could just worry about the zone willing to pay for the fight to get it on their network because it would bring in subscriptions. I mean, they had... it. They yeah, got but Jake that's more Paul that's, right that's more of, for not non pay per view in December, 
I mean, it's, it's for subscriptions, <laughs> right? No, for sure. Um, is it safe to say that Jake Paul's making less, though? Like, I don't know that I've heard reports of him making, For you sure. Know, safe to say that. I believe he's making less, but, you know, I'm I'm sure it isn't uh, anything crazy. Like, Canelo's fought on the zone, regular the zone. Wasn't the fielding regular the zone? I believe it was. Uh, I was at that one. Yep. Yeah. I believe so, I it mean, was. it's not like it's not possible. So, but come on, champ. Is Fielding either guy? Is Fielding either guy? No, but again, I had an interview this out there with Eddie where he says he was willing to give Earl eight and Mikey eight to do the fight on the zone. Now, granted, that was a different time in DAZN's boxing career, but look at those numbers. He was right on his pay-per-view prediction, right? So I'm pretty sure. I, I'm just saying they got a gauge. They, most of these provo- promoters know what a pay-per-view is going to do. And, uh, you know, like you said, if the offer makes sense, I don't see why they wouldn't take it um, because you're guaranteeing the fighters get what they need now you got a broadcaster, uh, you know, and you got the guaranteed money, you know. Now the rest is up to the zone to promote it and let the world know that it's there so that they can make, you know, that they can reap the benefit of bringing that big fight to their network. Look, again, I'm not uh, opposed to it. I just think that it's a timing thing, that's all timing you keep saying that what what do you mean exactly i'm saying they talking about fighting january february they are gonna have to create something that ain't been done to present to them so that's gonna take time like it's not a one a a one person thing you know it's gonna be groups of lawyers and 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 financial people and, and 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 network execs you know that is gonna have to sit down and 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 you know make this shit happen so it's like that's not gonna happen overnight and i just think that a pay-per-view model's there like we know how to make that happen right i guess just my thought i'm not look i again i think that it's a great idea i mean you mentioned it jake's fighting on regular the zone in december uh ryan's fighting on regular the zone in december uh so look it can be done but uh i just think that we need to see I, just the time bro i don't think they got not enough time to make that shit shake man, that's crazy man that, that's how bad negotiations be in this sport that we can't strike a deal in i mean it's only no october Obviously, it's almost over, but it's only October. Pretty crazy. But uh, phone lines are open. Let's go ahead and open them up. If you want to call in, voice your opinion on today's topic, feel free. Uh, The number to call, 1425-569-5241. Press 1. One time. Discord is available. 
Uh, still waiting on Frank Smith. We didn't forget this time. We'll see what happens with him. Discord available. Twitter spaces available. And the landline for those that want to call in. We're talking Earl Spence, Terrence Crawford, the rematch. Is it going to happen? Where do you think it happens? What network do you think it happens on? And if you're watching this on YouTube, it's unfortunate. Don't... It's on. Un, it's unfortunate, bro, because I would have loved. It, I know it can't happen, but like I would love for Terrence to get a homecoming and and, and do it at the football stadium. Obviously, it can't happen because of the weather. But shit, that would have been fire. The Nebraska women's uh, volleyball team—they did like eighty-five thousand at the football stadium, bro. That's yeah, crazy. But people be fucking with volleyball, not me, but people do. So I could see. Yeah, that but I'm just numbers. saying. But I'm just saying, bro. That was a college volleyball game. This is an undisputed title fight. You know this. No, I hate it, but I mean, bro, they've they've stopped boxing on ESPN to show us volleyball, bro. I mean, not stopped it, but having started it to let a volleyball game finish, I just feel like that sport does numbers. Yeah, I've never, I've never seen that. I've seen them uh, not started to let college football finish. Bro, they've done it for every. I've I've seen it done for fucking softball, women's softball. Bro, ESPN's been disrespectful to boxing. This is nothing new. But uh, we gotta. You gotta realize though. You got. You gotta realize though, bro. All those colleges, they got deals with the conferences. So the conference is signing a deal with these networks, and they got. 8, 10, 12, 14 fucking schools in their conference. And, you know, it's a big-ass fucking network deal. Versus boxing, they don't they don't sign those deals that's going to make sure that their fighters get the attention, their fighters get the promotion. That's not the deal that, that they sign in. Yeah, I mean, you see... Like you said, those de- those deals are they're 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 coming to, to networks with multiple teams, and that's what you know everyone is doing individually. ESPN is coming with their roster to I mean Top Rank is coming with their roster to ESPN trying to get money. Somebody got to do the buyout, bro. Like that's the that's the quick solution is a buyout, take everybody. But the thing is that that again, none of these fighters belong to the promoters where you can buy the company and the fighters come with them. They might be on the contract with that company that you bought for a certain amount of time, but I don't even know if that will, you know, keep them with Bro, them. look. Look, they, uh, up until like two years ago, all those fucking college athletes couldn't make a dollar legally. So, you know, they just started allowing them to get paid. You know, uh, they've said that the the most recent study, Deion Sanders has brought over $350 million worth to the University of Colorado, bro. You feel me? Over 350 million. 
That's what we need. And, and, but who? That's what I'm saying, bro. Who? Who is what? Who is bringing that? And even for him, bro, he only his his contract for bro, a portion but you of know, that. You know why he not bring? You know why nobody in boxing bringing it? Because we ain't got a, a central location. But like Floyd certainly could compete with Dion in our space if he had what Dion got. What does Dion got? He's got a team and a school and a location. He has a place to sell tickets. Floyd don't got that. Boxing fans don't have that. Like everybody knows. Whatever the school name is, they, yeah, they hired bro, but, Dion. So but, now they could go on that website and buy that. tickets, yes or no? Can they buy tickets, yes or no? Yeah, but that's what I you're think. saying. Ain't can that I buy simple. tickets? Look, hold on, just listen. Listen, bro. You talking How about you Floyd can be Dion. When I'm the one giving you Because questions. you don't know you don't know what Dion's I'm, done, that's bro. Why I'm asking questions. You want to tell me but something. Let you me tell, tell you. me I was asking questions. But go ahead, bro. Cause you talking about buying tickets to you're what he's right. done right you're now. Right. You're right. All right. So what's the, what has Dion done, bro? Since you know, cause you asking about right now and I seeing where he at right now. I never asked what he's done, bro. I never asked you what he's I'm, done. No, but Ness, you said that Floyd can compete with Dion. Yes or no? Did you say that? I said Floyd can compete with Dion in our boxing world. Okay. But he doesn't you have said, what Dion has. What does Dion listen, have? He has a location where he can sell tickets. Does he not? Yes, he does. Okay. Can people can but, people go to their website and oh, buy tickets? Man, you yes. is hilarious, bro. You just don't you fucking just listen. You just want to change the fucking conversation, bro. Bro, because you saying that you saying that he can do something in this space because he got a location, not knowing how the fuck he got there. My brother. My brother, what don't you get? It don't matter what team he's playing for. What matters is that Bro, it's a very not popular the team, person. Ness. It's not the team. What matters is that a very popular person involved himself in something and his fan base knows where he's at. He's drawing attention to that location and that team. We don't have that. I don't give a fuck about nothing else. That's what you don't get. I'm only talking about the situation. If Floyd put himself in that situation where he had his own venue, he would be in the same place selling tickets every day. If he had a fucking schedule, he would be bringing in revenue every day. But we don't have structure. We don't have that. That's all I'm saying. I don't care what Dion is doing and how he got there. I'm talking about the, the 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 bottom line basics. He got a team with a stadium. They sell tickets. His fan base knows where he's going to be at. It's awareness with a schedule. It's structure. That's it. That's it, bro. But like I was saying, I got 201 brand new caller. Or I forgot to write your number down. Who's this? Hey, what's up, man? What's up, TBV? What's up, brother? Who's this? No, this is uh Brandon, uh Brandon Ortiz uh, from two zero one. Brandon, what up? Jersey City, Jersey City. Talk to what us. What up? What up? Uh, yeah, right now, man. Before I start, man, smash that like button. We at one sixty one. We get that up. We'll go ahead and start with that. Like and subscribe. Uh, I feel like the uh, rematch will do good. I don't know why people are shutting down the rematch. 
saying that the numbers aren't going to do good. I feel like it's really going to depend on the celebrities and how much they talk about it as far as uh, ESPN and other platforms and stuff. But I feel, I really feel like the uh, rematch will do good. Um, I don't know about the pay-per-view numbers, but I feel like the gate will sell out wherever it goes. You know, people are going to pop out, rappers and uh, et cetera. Um, but I wanted to touch on, I wanted to ask you a question. How would you feel about uh, Boots versus Barrios as a as somebody for um, Boots' resume, being that Boots doesn't really have nobody? I mean, the sad thing is that Barrios got a better resume than Boots. That's what I'm saying. So, like, feel me, if Boots beats him, that benefit him more. Or so I don't much think it benefits him. I've like... already given my opinion on this. I'll reiterate. I don't think it benefits him. Barrios started his career at 122. Barrios already lost by knockout to Tank. Then he lost again to Thurman. Um, you feel me? I f- it's more of a easy fight than a competitive. Like, I don't know who's going to win in the Stanti Young fight, but you talking about Barrios, word, word. Boots is the favorite. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like they should get that going uh, in Boots' favor. As far as, like, where 147 goes from now on, I feel like a lot of people are looking at Boots as, you know, the future of 147 past, you know, taking out Arrow and uh, Crawford out the conversation. So, you know, that's why I'm just maybe looking uh, at that for for the next year. But, uh, yeah, uh, one more thing I wanted to say, uh, touching on one more fight before I go, um, the David versus uh, Andrade fight. I really feel like a lot of people are uh, underestimating Demetrius Andrade. Um, I feel like he's going to give David a lot of problems. So as far as that goes, you know, I'm just going to say don't sleep on Andrade because he really could give David a lot of problems in there. He's a good fighter and whatnot. So, you know, don't sleep on nobody if you're putting bets in there. All right, brother. Appreciate the call. Appreciate the call. That's my call, man. Appreciate y'all, man. Appreciate y'all, man. Hit that like. Hit that like. Thank you, brother. Uh, if you want to call in, the number to call, 1425-569-5241. Press 1. Twitter space is available. Discord is rocking and rolling. Talk to us. Shout out to Nash. Shout out to Danny. Shout out to the Boston Boys and all, man. And uh, I just want to piggyback on what bro just said about 147 it's crazy because i was just watching a video earlier about a guy saying that desi is a 150 pound pounder but he's trying that 140 and he's scared to go to 147 with boots like it's funny he brings up boots because i've been thinking about this like when Devin makes 147, I don't even think Boots gonna be there. Like Boots probably in his career like 160. Nike. I got Frank Smith. Give me a sec. Frank, how are you? I'm good, thank you, mate. How are you? I'm good, man. Happy to have you. Excited you were able to make it. I'm good, good. Uh, it's good to be here. Sorry for the delay. I got stuck in a load of traffic. Nah, no worries, man. We're we're here about four hours anyway, man. 
Uh, so obviously we wanted to talk about all the programming that you guys have. You have you have a pretty robust schedule there. Matchroom has, and uh, you got a fight coming up in Cancun with Oshaki Foster and Eduardo Rocky Hernandez. What could you tell us about that card uh, that Matchroom is putting on in Cancun? Yeah, it's a great show. Look, our Matchroom Mexico shows have actually, I think, some of the best cards we put on. I'm not there this week. Is week is the first one I've missed in a long time. But um, a Shaki Foster and uh, Rocky Hernandez is tremendous fight. Obviously, WBC mandatory. Um, Rocky Hernandez has, has had a, a brilliant career to date, and a Shaki Foster, everyone knows how good he is. So that's an entertaining fight. You know, you have to say a Shaki Foster's the favourite. I think Rocky Hernandez is going in there looking for a big knockout. Um, obviously, undercard as well. You got uh, Tabiti against Justice Hooney as well, which is another brilliant heavyweight fight as well. So it's a, it's a it's a great card, and then some local local fighters alongside our partners, Cancun Boxing as well. Is that the first fight under Matchroom for Hooney, like under his official Matchroom contract? Yeah, he was supposed to fight Andrew Tabiti a while ago. That fight was supposed to happen. I, I don't know. Probably, I think it was four or five months ago. Um, on our show in June, he got injured. Um, so this is his, his first fight with us. Look, he's 7-0 and and he's stepping in there against Tabiti. We all know, you know, experienced, um, stepping up to heavyweight. I think it's a, I think we're in for a great fight. And, and like I say, respect to Hooney because at such an early stage of his career, he's taking real tests. Yeah, he's uh, a lot bigger than Tabiti. Tabiti's usually about 215. Hooney coming in around those two high 40s, 246, 250 sometimes. Are you expecting a knockout? Uh, again, look, I think you've got the experience of Andrew Tabiti, who's been in there. Yeah, he is smaller, but he's been in there against some of the best. And um, Justice Hooney very early on in his career. But, you know, I think he's got big punching power. And I think, you know, we're in for an exciting fight there, an exciting heavyweight fight. Now, touching back on Oshaki in the main event, uh, there's a lot of, uh, I guess, rumors or reports that Joe Cordina could be next for the winner. Is any truth to that? Yeah, look, obviously, my- Joe, Joe's fighting Monaco next week. So I'm glad you guys are back doing the Monaco shows. Those were uh, one of my favorites. So I'm happy to see you guys back in Monaco. Yeah, no, look, it's great to be back in Monaco. Obviously, we took a break during COVID. Um, and then the years following that. So, you know, I think I think we've had a three or four year gap now. The last one was 2019, I think it was. We had three shows in a row there, but it's a great venue to to put put events on. But yeah, Joe's got his his defense of his world title, as you say, next week in Monaco. Um, and look, it's the natural fight to make, a huge unification fight at 130. The winner of of Saturday tomorrow's show in in Cancun. It's a huge fight to make, and it's definitely something we're looking at now. Whether that be you know UK looking at a stadium potentially in Cardiff or in the US as well, but you know we have to see who comes through on Saturday night, and then Joe's obviously got to come through his fight next week. Frank, what do you know about uh, Pete Dobson? He had a scheduled fight with uh, McCormick, and that obviously is no longer happening. Um, it, it, are you expecting to have another opportunity for Dobson? I know you guys are invested in McCormick and not Dobson, but this is the second fight that you offer him and falls out. Yeah, look, I think, look, Pete Dobson, it's 16-0, and 0, um, entertaining character. I definitely think we'll be looking at what fights are potential there and also the, the potentially the opportunity to to make that the rematch of the uh, 
or not the rematch, but reschedule the the fight between him him and Pat McCormack when Pat McCormack's fit and ready. So, you know, we'll definitely be looking at opportunities there because, as I say, he's an entertaining guy. You know, he's good for a build-up as well and a, a great fighter. Did you see his public, um, I guess, his public cry for Eddie to sign him? Yeah, it got sent round. We got some group chats, you know, between our boxing team. It got sent round in there and we're discussing. we got a lot of shows coming up. You know, we do almost a show every week. So all the team were talking about where's potential. I think this year is unlikely in, in reality, but early part of next year, I definitely think there's going to be some opportunities there. So there's a lot of speculation uh, when it comes to the zone and its programming. People like to throw around the term unlimited broadband. What's that mean to you? And can you explain it to the common folk? Unlimited broadband. I can't, unless I'm completely lost. I don't know what that unlimited broadband means to me, means you've got unlimited internet access, but haven't we all? I'm not sure. Did it, well, maybe it's broad with, bandwidth, excuse me, oh, bandwidth. bandwidth. Uh, I, I suppose essentially looking at, you know, on a platform being able to run multiple events, you know, on multiple, de- which they do across, you know, as a global platform, they're running, I can't even, I can't even tell you the number, but across all the different sports they're involved in, uh, in 196 territories, they are consistently, you know, the platform's always got, multiple events going on. So I, I expect that's what it means, but I'm yes. not sure. Yes, yes, yes. So we had one question. I think, Danny, do you remember your question? Have I triggered you about watching multiple events on the zone? Because I don't want to put words in your mouth. Man, I don't. Okay, I'll try my best. So now that the zone has allowed multiple promoters to promote, sometimes we get Saturdays where we got three different shows um do you know how we can handle that situation because oh oh good he remembered yes yes it was and and maybe the you're not the person to answer but you know we need to have a way to watch events simultaneously if matchroom has an event going on I may want to see, you know, another event that the zone is airing live at the same time. It may be a smaller fight, but you know, we're diehards, so I think that there needs to be a way to watch events on the zone simultaneously. If they're if they're live at the same time, we should be able to watch them at the same time because they limit our our uh what's the word? Our devices. They limit our devices, so at least let us watch it at the same time. Yeah, look, I, look. Obviously, I don't work for DAZN, so I can't give you the exact answer. I think they're always looking at how they can improve the platform and additions they can make and, and changes they can make. I, I like that idea as well in terms of being able to watch multiple screens at once. Um, I think when it comes to scheduling, though, and again, it's not my job from a DAZN perspective, but you know, when we discuss across all of their or when they discuss with us across all of their promotional partners, we do try and schedule out our events so they never really clash. For the bigger events, you know, look, they're always going to have a number of shows on, but for the bigger shows, you know, we, we try and make sure it doesn't clash. So, you know, obviously look, a lot of our events on time zones in the UK and Europe as well. So sometimes there'll be a Golden Boy show that follows a couple of hours after. Um, but I, I do like the idea as well and something I'll bring up when, you know, when we talk to them next. Frank, uh, 
the three-year extension that you guys signed brings you to what date with the zone? Off the top of my head, it, it would be when did we announce it? It would be it's twenty twenty-six December. I think it's uh, it's either summer or, or winter twenty twenty-six. I believe that from when that announcement was made for three years. Okay. Because obviously, with the news of Showtime, boxing fans are pretty worried, right? We have uh, reports that ESPN may not re-up Top Rank's uh, contract in 2025. Showtime is done at the end of 2023. Um, what can you assure us from Matchroom on the Zone um, and the future of Matchroom? Yeah, look, I think we're in a great place. Um, you know, DAZN have invested heavily behind the sport for many years now, since you know 2018, I think the launch was, or late 2018, I believe the launch was, um, and they've really got behind it, and it's been clear to see. I think they're in it for the long term. Um, you know, not just when you look at them as a business outside of just boxing, but as a global powerhouse in in sports broadcasting. They've just, I believe, announced uh, an extension of a deal in the Serie A in Italy a multi-year extension there. You know, look, the owner, like I say, a powerhouse within sports broadcasting. Um, we're, you know, we made a big jump, obviously, in the UK to, to move from Sky, and we believe in the platform. We believe in the long-term vision of DAZN. You know, they're going from strength to strength. And um, again, I don't work for them, so I can't answer every question. On, I'm not answering questions on their behalf, but, um, you know, that everything they do and everything they, they want to build towards is, is mega, mega rights. You know, they're, they're obviously always looking at new opportunities, new territories as well. Um, but yeah, we're in a great place. I, I never think it's good for people to leave the sport of boxing, you know, being honest. But at the same time, when there's new competition consistently investing into the sport, it makes it harder and harder. Um, so it was a different it was a different world when it was HBO and just Showtime really being the, the, the key players in US boxing. When another party then comes into that being the zone, and there's been others that have come and they've gone away, but you know it's it's hard to compete. And businesses change their business plans and they, they change the route and direction they want to go in. But I'm very confident with where we sit and what the future holds, and you know the zone's ambition in the sport. Frank, I don't want to say that Matchroom doesn't work with Golden Boy because I'm sure there's plenty of fighters that have you know been on each other's shows but the fights that the fans want from matchroom and golden boy haven't been able to manifest what can you tell us about jaime monguilla and his reluctancy to fight any of your fighters throughout the years he didn't want to fight uh andre when you had him and it seems like we can't get the berlanga fight over the hill or can you tell us something new about berlanga and monguilla no, I think we, you know, we've always worked well with Golden Boy. We have a, you know, not not always have Oscar and Eddie had the best relationship, maybe publicly, um, but you know, I think we've always worked very well. We've always done good business in the past. You know, we're working. I'm speaking to Eric Gomez a, a lot of the minute around a potential fight for Munguia and one of uh, our guys in John Ryder, possibly. Um, that's a conversation that's, on, that's ongoing. And, and I think the Munguia Belenga fight can happen. I think that's a fight we would love to look at making. Um, I think they'll both look at what other fights are there first, like I say, Munguia potentially against Ryder, and we're discussing with Belenga currently. But I definitely think that's a fight that we, we could potentially see in 2024. 
Um, and look, the zone want us to to work together as well. You know, in, in terms of delivering where where we can deliver the best potential fights, um, they want us to work together. We got some great fights coming up. There's a lot of great fights to be made. You know, you've obviously got Haney Progray, and the winner of that could potentially fight. You know, Ryan Garcia as well. That's a that's a massive fight that can be made. So let's let's see. But talks are positive and, and moving in the right direction, and I think you'll see great fights, not just between us and Golden Boy, but all promoters as well, which is which is only positive. For the sport. In terms of positioning, let, let me just get this follow-up. In terms of positioning, obviously the Ryder fight is uh, commercially a bigger fight for Berlanga, and it gives him a common opponent with Canelo. So as a promoter, you're doing your job for Berlanga. But uh, Sugar Shane Mosley Jr. beat Quigley. He said oh. Mungia. He said he said that fights for Mungia. What? The, they're in talks Jr.? for Mungia. No, Mungia Ryder. They're in talks for Mungia Ryder. Yeah, Mungia Ryder, possibly. Ooh, that that's damn. So Berlanga's on the cold for real. So can we get Shane Mosley and Berlanga because they got a common opponent with Quigley and Ber- and and Shane holds some some version of a WBA, maybe Continental or something. Look, I think we're looking at options now and discussing with Edgar and his team around what what the right fight is um and that's ongoing you know i think i've heard rumors shane mosley jr is supposed to be fighting in december on the undercard of possibly ryan garcia i believe but i'm not too sure you know i've heard a few people say that but i think let's see let's see you know there's some big fights out there to be made frank uh, you, you uh brought up you I'm brought sorry. up the uh the the haney pro gray fight and i just wanted to ask you we've seen and i again i know you don't work for the zone but we've seen the uh, Zone and ESPN Plus co-distributing a lot of uh, pay-per-views recently, and I love that. I love that honestly, um, because you know you get promotion on multiple networks. I'm a big college football fan. I know you guys don't have university sports out there, but it's huge out there. You know there there is certain games. I was watching a game that had 10 million viewers, and they were promoting. I forget which pay-per-view, but it was a the Zone and ESPN co-distributed is that something that is moving forward that Matchroom will or the zone and ESPN will be doing will we see that in the Haney and and Progray pay-per-view look I think they've built a great relationship between the zone and ESPN um you know like you say they've cross-promoted on those pay-per-views I think it was the Jake Paul ones wasn't it and then the uh the recent one with Tommy Fury KSI Logan Paul and I think it's only beneficial for the sport. I think if more people can work together and, and extend the distribution of these events uh, and the scale of these events and people promoting it. And look, fair play to ESPN as well, because they've heavily already publicised the Haney Progray fight. Now, they've done a lot behind it already across their social media and covering the fight itself. So, um, but yeah, I think it's only, it's only positive moving forward that more of that happens. And I, I think we will see more and more of that, you know, with with people leaving the sport as well. I think, you know, extending the distribution of events is only beneficial. Look, the zone have got one of the biggest platforms of boxing fans now in the US over the years that they built across, you know, multiple Canelo fights and other events as well. You know, so they're in a hugely strong position when it comes to boxing in the United States. So I think it's sensible from all sides as well when, you know, be that other pay-per-views as well. You know, you see the zone obviously covering on pay-per-view the, Fury and Garnu fight this weekend. Rest of the world outside of US, Canada, and the UK, they're obviously covering that. So people, 
that you know people will will make comments, but the zone's the uh, position within the market, you know, glo- as a global boxing provider, and as well as everything else they do, you know, they're in a they're in a very strong position. Frank, uh, would you, you tell us about oh, the pay per view nice. price that hasn't been announced yet? Uh, in terms of for Haney program, yeah, that will be something designed for design to announce in due course. Um, so as soon as they do, we'll be able to tell you more. What could you tell us about that fight being on pay per view? I mean, uh, your, your partner Eddie Hearn just came out on boxing scene, I want to say a day ago, maybe two. Basically, I'm paraphrasing his headline is you know, the pay curve needs to be changed, like, fighters can't keep getting paid what they're paying and not living up to what, you know, to the amount of money that they're making. Um, so why is, and the zone started off saying pay-per-view was dead. Why is Haney Progray on pay-per-view? Look, I think, as I said, business plans change as, as, as times develop. Obviously, when you're competing against other broadcasters that, that are running pay-per-views and multiple pay-per-views, look at Showtime. You know, I've got, I don't know, three or four pay-per-views within a four-month period. They would have had something like that. Um you know, I think you have to look at the business economics of how, how you run it. Look, I think here you've got the undisputed 135-pound champion against Regis Program, who arguably many believe is the best in the 140 division. Um, it's a massive fight for boxing. We've seen that with the ticket sales in San Francisco. And I think, you know, it's going to do decent numbers. Um, I think I agree with what Eddie's saying around the best need to fight the best and the money. You know, look, I think when it's the best fight and the best, you can understand. I think the problem we've had for too long in boxing is the best in warm-up fights. And that's that's not blaming it. That's all promoters have done that. And that's led by all promoters, all new broadcasters, etc. Um, but I think when it comes to the best fighting, you know, then we have to look at the best ways of delivering those fights. And pay-per-view is sometimes needed, but it's only going to be for the biggest and best fights out there. Now that fight did five that over five thousand on the pre-sale. Um, I've spoke to Devin; it's done over ten thousand. We tried to book a courtside suite, and they were all sold out. They only had like two suites uh, up top available. Did you did did Matchroom at least expect this big of a of a turnout? This is the first time Devin has gone to the Bay as a professional. He hasn't fought there since an amateur. Did you guys know it would be this big of an event? Yeah, look, like you say, well over 10,000 tickets sold, which, you know, especially for US boxing is huge. But it just shows when you put the best in against the best, people want to come. People want to come out and see it. Um, I think, did we expect it to go as quickly as it has? Maybe not in reality. You know, we uh, San Francisco is a market where there hasn't been boxing for a long, long time. You know, I remember when we did the... Did the uh, we had Paul Smith for Andre Ward in Oakland many years ago. And it was a tough, you know, look, it, it was a tough sell back then, I remember. It wasn't our show, but, you know, it was a tough sell. So to see so many people coming out for this fight, it's great to see. And it does show, you know, taking fights to new markets is going to be beneficial rather than just going to the same old places week in, week out. You know, and um, yeah, look, I think it's surprised us a little bit, but at the same time, it's, it's a great fight. Um, and, you know, we priced it the right way, I think. And, you know, it means people are going to come out. So I think we're going to have a sold out house in there come December 9th. Now, 
I'm glad you brought up the prices. I wanted to touch on that. But really quick, what does it say about Matchroom Boxing? Uh, first ever to host a combat sports event, no MMA or boxing event has ever graced the Chase Center. So what does that say about Matchroom Boxing just on that international level? Yeah, look, we, we love we love going to these venues. You know, Chase Center is an unbelievable venue. You know, it's a, it's a special place. And we've been lucky enough to do shows all around the world in some of the best arenas, stadiums. So to add that on there, be the first people to take it there. And I'm sure a lot of people will follow now because they'll see that there's a market there. Um, you know, and there, I'm sure there's many more places across the US that we need to look at and deliver events which are sort of starved of combat sports. Speaking of US, now, Frank, can you... I just want to touch on the pricing, because he brought up the pricing really quick. Uh, just... I saw it, you know, the ringside 1500, most of those are pretty much all gone. And, you know, you have tickets as, as cheap as $40 up top. Uh, I saw that you guys had to open more seats as tickets were selling very quickly. Uh, you know, the decision on making it both affordable, but also having that VIP and, and, and having those tickets, uh, you know, what can you say about that? Because I was honestly surprised when I saw the $40 tickets, $35, I think. The key is we've got to make the, these events accessible for, for, for everybody. Um, and, you know, it's, it's always been the way the VIP, the ringside tickets are always expensive. But we have to make sure there's ability there for, you know, people uh, to come out and see the events. It's the only way we're going to grow the sport. It's the only way we're going to grow, you know, boxing. Um, and that's something that's pushed across all of our events, not just this one, but every show we do. Um, so, yeah, I think, look, I think it's important. I think it's been price very well and you know it's, it's good to see and we're seeing the return for it i'd rather have a sold out house priced at a good a good a good level rather than seven thousand people in there paying over the odds and you hit the same number you know and so many no, people definitely. trying to do that i remember mayweather mcgregor here in vegas you know the tickets were so expensive that it was such a uh successful gate i think they did like 50 million at the gate but four thousand tickets went unsold because they were just so expensive i know and that but that's look and i think that that sort of restricts the growth as well you know like i say not being able to have new audience a new fan base because you outprice yourself frank uh i want my co-host to remind me to go back to asking you about u.s the zone subscribers how many because i know it's 15 million for all 225 territories but how many in america but i also wanted to remember to say don't you have a reality series coming out <laughs> is that I, wrong I that, no i mean there is talk we are in talks at the minute around a potential netflix uh style drive to survive it's not about me people think it's a reality series about frank smith it's definitely not otherwise it wouldn't get many viewers and I think we'd run out of, you know, we'd run out, we wouldn't get a second season if it was just about me, but it's about the business of boxing. It's about our business, our fighters and the characters involved. Um, and I think, look, you only have to look at what Drive to Survive has done for Formula One and the numbers that's generated and created and it's taken the sport to a whole new level. So I think oh, yeah. anything like this is beneficial for the sport. Um, so let's see. Let's see where that falls out. How'd that come about? I think that's huge. That's why I wanted to bring it up. I mean, that could help yeah. the sport because it made Danny 
like my co-host now is this that's how i became a formula one fan that's how i became watching drive to survive and i follow your instagram closely man that's yeah it seems like every other race you're in the paddock club so (laughs) Uh, look i i that's the same as me i not i had no interest but i didn't really follow it i didn't know the characters i didn't know the storylines and you know i think it's i think it's what all sport needs um and we've seen it in other in other sports be a success you know they've obviously got full swing in golf they've got the behind the scenes programming around the uh, around the uh which other ones is there now there's the tennis as well the tennis um, but yeah. so is it, is it the same people that would yes. that you would be that you would be working with because what they've done i mean i've even watched the tennis one and the golf one like yeah. it was things that i didn't have as much interest in but drive to survive was on another level and we've yeah, seen it here in america like we have now three races in america because of one tv show yeah 100 percent. so it's box to box the production company who created drive to survive and then all of these all of these other sports they rolled out into we've been in discussions with them for a while you know, look, they've obviously got great relationships with Netflix because they've created some shows that have delivered Netflix huge numbers. So, yeah, look, I think it's beneficial for the sport. And, uh, you know, if we can get it over the line, we'll be huge. Um, I'll go back to your other question. I'm not, again, I can't speak for zone. Everyone, all I can say is they're in a great place from a subscriber position. Um, and like I say, probably in one of the best places in you know combat and fight sports, especially in the US, which is their focus right now for that platform. Well, what about Matchroom? What could you tell us about Matchroom? Because I'm going to be honest, I'm not a happy zone customer. I feel like I don't get enough boxing as a person that lives in America. I get plenty of boxing from you, from you, Matchroom, as international, but I barely get any American fighting fighter I know. Like, I... I literally have to be who I am to know, right? Like, you got to be a degenerate, diehard boxing fan to know Oshaki Foster. And that really, that's it on the schedule for us. Devin Haney and Regis. Devin Haney and left for America. No, we also have uh, Pacheco next month. Pacheco, come on. Diego Pacheco look, is a star we're building for the future. We believe he can he can rule that division. He's a special fighter, and he's young, but he's young. He's 23 years old. Yeah, he's still, um, he's, he's not that guy just yet. But, I mean, for, like, American boxing fans, he's not drawing us in. Me, yeah, yes. But, I'm a diehard. It's different. Yeah. Uh, look, you got Devin Haney, Regis Progray. We, you know, we're working on the Edgar Belanga return, as, as we've spoken about there. Um, you've got the huge fight between Jesse Rodriguez and Sonny Edwards, which I actually believe is probably one of the fights of the year. And again, I know that's a boxing fan, but at the same time, I think it extends beyond hardcore boxing fans. I do honestly believe that's one of the fights of the year, Jesse against Sonny. Um, and look, we're continuously working on our plans now for the early part of next year. And we're in discussions now for the number of shows we're working on. Um, and we understand we got to keep delivering. We got to keep delivering shows, and we got to build. At the same time, we got to build stars of tomorrow, which we're working hard to do. But is there in like does match? I don't want to use the word care, but for lack of better words, do you guys really care about the U.S. market right now, or are you focused on other markets? 
yeah, look, we, of course we care, everything we do, hence why we're pro-Grey Haney. You know, that was a fight we worked long and hard on to deliver. Um, so 100% we care. We want to keep building. We've had a great few years. Obviously, Canelo has been a big part of that. Um, but we want to keep building and build, like I say, the stars of tomorrow. We know the work we've got to do. Uh, and look, I think US boxing's been, uh, it's been a lot of competition within the market. But obviously, with Showtime, you know, coming out, the potential fighters that would be maybe available there you know there's some big fights to be made so let's see and uh obviously the biggest fight that we've been trying to get between the zone and other parties is aj and wilder there was so much talk that it was gonna happen and it'll happen in december and now only half of the fight has been announced meaning they announced the undisputed fight but the alleged undercard that we were excited about once again isn't there what could you tell us there because we've been waiting seven years now for this fight yeah look i think we're as frustrated as you in terms of we wanted to make that fight we wanted to make aj wilder everything that we were being told at the time was that that fight was going to happen hence why that's the messaging we put across but we we're as much fans as as you are and everyone else is so we're as disappointed that it's not happening um, look, we got the pressure now. We need to deliver a big fight for Anthony Joshua. I still believe the Deontay Wilder fight can happen. Um, but, you know, it's, it's just when it takes place now. And I know people have been waiting a long time, but like I say, I still believe it can happen. Um, and like I say, we're as frustrated as anyone in terms of we wanted that to take place this December. Is that a fight that could only happen with Saudi money or something? Because, like, on outside looking in, it's big business for us. I mean, I know I'm willing to pay. It could be done in America and be American pay-per-view. It could be done in the UK and still be American pay-per-view. What's the actual holdup? No, no, I think, look, we had discussions for a long time. It's been quite openly spoken about around the fight taking place in Saudi. Obviously, there's significant value to the fight taking place in Saudi. I still think there's opportunity, as you say, to do it in the US and UK as well. Um, but we have to deliver the best possible, you know, financial, uh, you know, financial position for the fighters. You know, it's a big fight and we have to make sure we can deliver for them. So that's the work we're going through now. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I'm not writing off that it doesn't take place anywhere else in the world at all. I got a few more, and these are from the people now, and then we'll get you out of here. Do Act, before last one for me before uh, you get to those nuts. Uh, we've touched a little bit. We've talked a little bit on Formula One, and with you guys in Monaco next week, you guys have done the shows in Abu Dhabi. I'm curious, like, has there been talks of Matru maybe planning a show um, internationally or, you know, whether it be in, in the UK around a Formula One weekend? You know, I think the the relationships you guys have in Abu Dhabi, we, you know, I've seen it right by the track. You guys, I feel like could do a show there. Monaco, we see Top Rank is doing one here in Las Vegas with Shakur. Um, just wanted your thoughts, Frank, because, you know, AJ's even bought uh, ownership into Alpine. Like, the, you know, there's, there's a lot of moving pieces and I feel like it would make sense. Yeah, look, we've had a lot of discussions over the years around potential. I think the key thing is when these, you know, a lot of it's run by governments and, you know, the authorities in the in the relevant countries and they bring these events there to deliver tourism is a is a key part of it um and i think when you bring back-to-back -back 
events. You know, for example, an event, a big boxing event we take somewhere is to drive additional tourism. When they've already got significant people in the market, any of these territories, wherever it is around the world, for the Formula One itself, they're sort of at capacity at that point, be it hotels, be it flights, everything for the scale of a Formula One event and the interest that generates globally. So it's definitely something we looked at, but it has to has to make sense for them. And sometimes to do two huge events on a weekend doesn't always work out, but something we'll, we'll for sure be looking at. Frank, if PBC came to the zone, would that make it crowded for you in terms of dates? Look, I don't, again, that's a conversation I'm sure they would have with the zone. I mean, but your match room, you still need Saturdays. Yeah. I mean, dates for match room, not the yeah, But I think we've got our contracted position in terms of what we have to deliver for the zone. That's in place. We're comfortable with that. And anything the zone chose to do additional in boxing, just like they do with other promoters, would fit around all of their, you know, not just us, by the way, it's us, you know, whether it's Golden Boy, whether it be MVP, whether it be Misfits. We all fit around a design schedule and work towards it the best way possible. And look, anything that, that grows the design platform and brings bigger fights and the best fights to design is good. You know, and that, that's the way I look at it. Do you believe if PBC were on design, it would bring in subscribers? Again, it's about delivering the best possible fights. And that's where the pressure is on all promoters to work together to deliver the best possible fights. Great fights, you know, entertaining fights will deliver subscribers. We haven't Frank. seen three major promoters on a big network since HBO. Can you see a world where DAZN has Golden Boy, Al Heyman, and Matchroom? Anything's possible. Like I say, anything's possible. I think, you know, it's about having the best possible quality events. Um, so I believe anything's possible in the sport. I don't write anything off because you never know what's around the corner. Uh, it's a it's an entertaining sport for that reason. Danny, you've been trying to jump in. Yeah, Frank, uh, wasn't it Matchroom that promoted an American card in Miami Super Bowl weekend? Yeah, we did. We did Super Bowl weekend at the. I can't remember what the. It was one of the Super Bowl partners. And it was in a you know purpose-built venue that was built for two concerts, and then we did a boxing show in there. It was actually Jake Paul's professional debut against Anderson Gibb on that show. Yep, uh, I think uh, Demetrius Andrade was part of that bill. Correct, correct. Yeah, so that was I'm, Super Bowl weekend. I'm just saying, you know, uh, Cinco de Mayo weekend uh, just happens to be Formula One weekend in Miami. You know, uh, you know. I don't know, man. A Canelo fight out there. We've seen it done in a pandemic. Matchroom I could doesn't only have imagine. Canelo anymore, champ. Oh, yeah, damn, that's right. But we've seen, you know, they got you're other guys. To, you're trying to poke me, you know, just say. <laughs> you're trying to take shots Look, at me. I, I, just, I, I just feel that Matchroom, Matchroom does things, like, for example, the Monaco show, right? Monaco, we all know Formula One is in Monaco is like the greatest thing, right? But your Monaco show, no disrespect, Frank, isn't like the big ticket seller. It's not like it's in a huge venue to begin with. So I feel like a small intimate show, I feel like would do your, the fighters maybe more good because they perhaps could get some exposure. I don't know. I don't know. 
Look, our show in Monaco is a, it's an event we're hugely proud to get the opportunity to do. For you know, to to do an event, boxing in Monaco goes back, I think, eighty, ninety, maybe a hundred years from the events they used to bring there. And to to put an event on in the casino, it's a special place. Like one day, it would be great for you guys Absolutely. to come out. It's an unbelievable location. So we're you know we feel very privileged to be able to put an event on there. And look. We're lucky that we promote events year in, year out, all around the world in some of the most amazing places. But yeah, Monaco is a special one, just like the Monaco Grand Prix. The Monaco Formula One, you know, is a special race in that calendar. It's the same for us with our boxing show. Let me get Would to the you... question, Last one, last one, last one, it's I promise. Just because... No, 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 just because Monaco is a beautiful place. Julio Cesar Chavez had a title fight at the Mon uh, Monaco football stadium in like 80 1980 you know whatever beautiful casino again time I, i've always loved the monaco fights but could we see a bigger event you know perhaps in that stadium or you know i know they're very limited on venues but could we see what do you think matchroom would be willing to put on a bigger uh more appealing name like you know i'm not saying an aj but just a bigger star in monaco Look, I think the, the size of the venues, as you say, and, the, and Monaco itself is a small place. You're limited in terms of uh, the amount of people. Obviously, the F1 weekend's a crazy weekend there. I definitely think there's an opportunity to, but I think for, you know, obviously working with the casino and SBM, I think that's that's a, an important part of their schedule is to deliver that event for their, you know, for, for the casino guests. Um, but I, don't, I wouldn't write it off. I was at, I was out there a couple of weeks ago at some meetings, and you know they've obviously got the stadium there for the for the team, the legal legal one football team they've got. Um, so I wouldn't write anything off. You know they obviously do deliver other major events with the tennis as well, which goes there every year. I think in April. So for sure, there's definitely opportunity to do bigger bigger events there. I got ruin a five hundred four. That's New Orleans. He says, what lessons were learned while attempting to establish matchroom in the American market? In the American market, excuse me. Look, it's a hugely competitive market, as, we, as we've as we said. Um, you know, I think we went out, I, I think over the last five or six, sorry, I didn't know if you were laughing. Uh, over no, the last no, five, I'm excited about the next question. No. I'm excited about the next question. Over the last five or six years, we've delivered some amazing nights. You know, one of the key ones for me being that Canelo Billy Joe Saunders nights at the, the Cowboy Stadium, you know, breaking records there with the ticket sales. Um, but look, it hasn't been easy. It's been a lot of hard work, like I say, a lot of competition. Um, and I think, you know, we came out very brash at the start. Maybe that wasn't the way to do it. Who knows? I feel we're in a great position now and I feel we've delivered some major nights and learned a lot throughout the process. So super excited for this next question because I totally forgot. Shout out to James Valdez from San Antonio, Texas, who says, have you ever heard the pre-sale pay-per-view buying idea from Nestor Gibbs? Let me break this idea down, Frank, because I don't understand why you guys haven't done this. You already got matchroom.com. Uh, let's start with a fight that's on the zone. Berlanga versus Jaime Monguilla. It's on matchroom.com. My site is an extension of your site. It's just another page. It's matchroom.com forward slash the fight you want. Now, on the fight you want.com page, right? It's not just Berlanga versus Mangia. It can be Crawford versus 
uh, Jerron Ennis. But you're establishing that in order to get these fights, we, the people, have to meet a $150,000 pay-per-view threshold, hypothetically at the normal $80 price. Gives you, the promoter and the broadcaster, the data to know what the subscriber wants, the finances for the fight. Now you got $12 million for your guaranteed purses and even undercard. Now, it's no different than when I buy my Yeezys. I put my credit card info. The zone won't charge me until the date of the pay-per-view. The way that I want to have it established is you got Berlanga Monguilla. It's a 90-day bubble. We, the people, have 90 days to show Matchroom and the zone that we can come up with the $150,000 seed, you know, uh, threshold limit minimum for you to give us that fight. If we come up with that in that 90, in the fine print, you guarantee 90 days from that $150,000 pre-sale, you start to promote, meaning a total of six months for whatever fight we want. What do you see wrong with this idea? I love it. I think you should send it to design immediately. I think you need to set up a meeting because people won't I'm take little, it serious. I am a little lost, but we will run with it. You're lost? Give me, give, what question do you have? So, so really quick, Frank, pretty much he's saying, uh, you know, there's a fight we want. You put it on the website. You know, hypothetically, it would have to be a pay-per-view fight, right? So, you know, we're buying the pay-per-view ahead of time, guaranteeing the network and the promoter we want the fight. And he's saying that there would have to be a minimum to let the promoter and network know, okay, we've hit this minimum. Let's I go put it. I think that minimum is 150,000 pay-per-view buys. I think that's this, that's very low. We've We've seen worse fights, you know, do 150, but it's still $12 million. Like, Benavidez and Demetrius Andrade are not getting paid $6 million a piece. Like, $12 million is a lot of money for a lot of fights. No, you can't do a Canelo with 150000 pay-per-view threshold, but I feel like that idea works to give you, the promoters and the networks, the data to know what we want because, again, it won't just be that fight. It could be any fight. It could be Canelo Berlanga. How much do we I, want it? And then I in between fights, like you're going to have Frank, a shocky Saturday. Uh, Ness, Ness, left, I'm sure Frank has a million questions. Just let one, him go. One last he, thing. One I, last feel, thing. I feel like you're confusing him now. Just let him I ask think, his question. I think you should put a business plan together and we'll share it with them. Send it over to me. All right. All right. I'm not good at that, but I'll, I'll, I'll see if one of my subscribers helps me. <laughs> All right. Moving on to the questions. The last questions we got. Um, numb antics. Frank, hope all is well. Is there a plan in 2024 to bring more matchroom shows to the U.S.? It's getting difficult to justify $225 a year subscription. We are paying for the zone given the decline of marquee U.S. non-pay-per-view fights. I went to Garcia versus Vargas, uh, excuse me, Garcia versus Vargas show in Dallas, and it was awesome. It was an awesome time. Looking forward to more events. Thank you. So basically, more, more they want to know when we get more match from USA. Yeah, look, we're under constant pressure from the zone to deliver great nights, you know, within, within the constructs of our deal. So, you know, we're pushing hard now to work through the number of shows for next year as well as obviously their part, their other partnerships within the sport. So, 
you know, I think we, we understand what people want and the key for us is to deliver the best possible fights. We've been very vocal recently over the last couple of weeks around, you know, real fights. And I think take people taking proper fights rather than warm-up fights. You know, and if we can, the key for us is to deliver value for, for the subscribers and that's what DAZN consistently push us for. So, you know, we're, we're always looking at the number of shows and how we can deliver the best possible, possible events within our budget um, and maybe that's more shows than we've done previously. Flacco 38. Frank. Frank. Oh. Go ahead, Ness. Thank you and Eddie for bringing fights to North California with the Haney fight. Does Matchroom have any fighters signed that maybe you guys haven't already announced? Not right now. Look, we, we went on a big signing run of, the, of, of some of a number of names and, and sort of extension of deals sort of throughout the summer. Um, one fighter I'm very excited about that's going to move very quickly is Andy Cruz. You know, he, look, we need to build him in the right way. We need to market him in the right way. But he's a fighter that I think has got huge future. We saw his debut in June. He'll be back out on the undercard a bit longer than we wanted, but back out on the undercard of Haney Progray. Um, and I think, you know, he's got a massive future. So he's one of our Newest signings, I'd say, that we're, we're excited about and got some big plans for. Uh, the next one is from Trav FDY in Texas. He says, hey, Frank, anything new on Matchroom having a new in-house VADA testing agency? Because I know you guys were working with someone and now you're not, right? Well, look, the, the, the key for us is we've been, you know, put, ensuring there's significant testing and increased testing across all of our events. These things take time and a lot of work. Um, and, you know, we're working through that as a team now. You would have seen as well, the UFC recently just announced their new partnership with drug or you know, drug-free sport. They've taken over the drug testing from USADA, I believe, for the UFC. But like I say, this takes a lot of work and it's not something we can just rush out. Um, but the key for us has been ensuring that on all the shows, the main events, you know, we've got significant additional testing over and above what the local commission, the relevant local commission would have. Um, but, you know, it's a constant conversation that's ongoing now. I got Rod, I believe in Phoenix, says, are there any other USA fighters that Matchroom plans to sign? What are the possibilities of Wilder versus AJ happening in 2024? You've already answered the Wilder-AJ part if you want to give a crack at the first part. Sorry, say that again. I missed the first part. Uh, any, any American fighters that Matchroom, Matchroom plans is looking to, to sign? Uh, we, we're looking at a few. We're looking at a few. I'm not going to give it away. You got the wrong man from our company on to give clues away. I'm the I'm the locked. You know, you don't get any secrets from me. I like to get things done. Um, I'm less of the promoter, I suppose. I'm more the paperwork man in the background, and I like a spreadsheet. So when they're ready to come out, we'll tell you. Frank, I wanted to ask uh, really quick if you could give me like the two minute story on how you got started in boxing i'm sure you've it's talked about it but, it's an but, amazing story it's uh, so inspirational the it's guy crazy. The, the 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 my co-host here the gentleman to my left has told me hey next time you talk to frank you need to ask him for his story and you know we've been talking to you and uh it just hit me so well i, I met eddie because when you're I was very young very young and very, very high up. So, you know. Yeah. Well, I, I, uh, I, I've been here nearly 16 years now at Matchroom. I met Eddie when I was, I think it was 14 years old. I did some work experience. 
I, I pestered him for a job, basically. I got his email address when I was 14 and I pestered him for a job for two years. Um, I used to work part-time work experience at, at some of our poker events we used to be involved in and then started at 16 years old, full-time in the business. But we were very much focused on other sports back then. It was a lot more, you know, we had the football team, Leighton Orient, we had the snooker, we had the darts, we had nine ball pool, a number of different sports. You know, we promote close to 400 events a year all around the world across 10 different sports. So I was just running around doing anything they told me to do, basically. And then slowly as we got back into boxing, after around three years of me being there, so about 12 years ago, we got heavily back involved in boxing. Obviously, prize fighter was something we were doing a lot of. And then, you know, started working with Carl Froch, Darren Barker, Kel Brook, you know, all of these names. And then I, uh, I just worked my way through the business. But I'm very good at making tea and coffee, so I'll make you a cuppa next time you're over. Frank, um, I want to also have you give the story of uh, your significant other. And I, I don't want them to leave that out, the reality show. I think that's super important, man. I mean, because just think about how small the boxing world is, that a kid gets a start with Eddie as an errand boy, and then you're like the CEO of the company, and you fucking marry a woman that is pedigree in boxing. I mean, your story's insane. I hope you believe me when I say it's super inspiring to me. Um, and I'm sure to others. But I don't know if that's too personal for you. But at least if it is for this interview, make sure it comes out on the documentary. No, I get I get in trouble for mentioning her too much. She she'll she'll give me a punch. Really? But, uh, yeah. <laughs> she doesn't she doesn't like the limelight. She's not she's not into it. Um wow. So she, but she's been involved in boxing a lot longer than I have. So uh, she's, see, she's a much bigger boxing fan than me, which is quite helpful when you when you do forty boxing events a year. So that that keeps us going. Oh, uh, so the last question, and you can absolutely leave. Um, Jonathan Sims wants to know if you buy a pay per view, can. Uh, would, would that information of who we're buying it for be useful to the to the zone and to Matchroom? In terms of what fighter? Yes. I yes. think everything. I think all of this this is important information. I think the reality is that for ninety five percent of fighters that have been involved, ninety ninety five percent of fighters that have been involved in pay per view fights, it's about the fight itself, not the individual. I think you have the certain standout stars, you know, the likes of. Canelo, the likes of Anthony Joshua, who have can sell a pay-per-view on their own back. But I think the majority of the time with pay-per-view fights, it's about the right fights. And not every fighter is a pay-per-view fighter in every fight. I think there's only two or three. But yeah, I think it's always interesting. Frank, that's everything. We do appreciate you. Uh, thank you for the time. And I hope it wasn't too long and you had fun. Good to, good to chat, guys. Appreciate the time. Thank you for having me. Thank you. There you Thank have you, ladies Frank. and gents, Frank Smith. That was great. We got everything we needed. I enjoyed this, that. This yeah. Oh, it is Joe. Joe, please, Joe, please. Come on, Joe. I need you. Joe, get be a good sport, Joe. We need you on the show. This is Joe Makrowski of the Zone. We need you on the show, Joe. One little small request. We could do a five minute. He he left. I swear to God. Joe, how could he you said he was listening on space and heart. Bro, my man dropped off yeah. the minute I see he was there, he broke my heart. Yeah. 
No, he Come he. Come on, Joe Mokoski, don't do me like that. Bro, Come you on, see his Joe. message. His message, message ten say? minutes ago. Ten minutes ago, said he was listening on the space. I mean, so why you ain't? Damn, Danny, where the co-host in you follow up? Like, you no, I just seen it. I I just seen it. I just looked at my phone and I was looking at the DMs, and he, yeah, that's one of them. Oh my goodness. Please, Father God, help me with Yo, these but shout out to Shout out to Frank Smith, man. That's a, a great story to honestly start as a kid in the sport. Amazing and story. And work, work your way to the top, man. Top of the top, bro. He's literally one of the big three now. Crazy. Bro, oh, my God. This is, you know, I believe in my father God, so I'm not going to let this demoralize me right now. But that hurts, bro. It fucking bothers that they stay listening but don't jump on. Like, come on and join the conversation because we need answers, bro. And Danny, thank you for helping me. My man laughed at me. You made my idea, like, total garbage the way you, like, Damn, are we supposed to be popular? Bro, you should be thanking me, bro. I'm the one that made it make sense for, for him. Bro, he literally was like, ha, 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 I'm so confused, but sure, we'll run with it. And then I jumped in like, hold on, let me let me break it down for you. And you, you made it a joke. thanks for being a you pal. You made it a joke. You made it a joke, man. But anyway, we got Al in the bro. Bay. That sucks too, man. Because if he if it would have clicked for him, he would have seen how great the idea was. I hope. Bro, he literally heard. you you just bro. I don't you know what the fuck what wrong I said. with you. You didn't hear what he I said. He literally said, "Put it together and email it to me, bro." What is wrong with you? What you think? That you got think to do with what I said? All I said, if it would have clicked for him, it would have been good. That's all I said, bro. Like you are the weirdest person. No, but that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, How yeah, is it not good? It's not good that he didn't get it live. Imagine if he would have got it live and we would have been conversing about it and it would have been a fucking clip, dog. Like, what? How is it him comprehending it not better than than me having to go write it down and email it? Like, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, uh, but what, what I'm saying is, that mean no, I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying he's literally willing to hear you out. That's a good thing to me. <laughs> yeah, it is a good thing. It would have been a better out. thing. All you gotta do is to have him uh, know what he kind of write it out, on. you know, so he can see it better. Um, but he he just said, you know, he's willing to hear you um, do it. Um, you know, that was a good interview. Um, my comment on the. On the rematch is, I think they should scrap the rematch and then come back to the rematch. Uh, probably like a year later or at the end of the year. Kind of like help Earl get his like his momentum back. And uh, if he can, at 154, you know, give him a good fight at 154. See if he can get his, you know, his, his, his get back back. And then he can go back and fight in Crawford again. Um, because the way he got beat down, he's a broken man. So I don't want to see him fight a broke. I don't want to see Crawford fighting a broken man. I want to see that man be whole again. So if he can come back at 154 and fight somebody, and I think Crawford 
if he don't get the Canelo fight, I think he should just go fight Zoo or Charlo and and get a belt and then come back to the rematch. Um, but yeah, man, that was a good interview. Um, I hope you get all the uh, interviews that you want and need in your lifetime. Um, but it was a good interview. He's willing to hear you out. You know, you just got to write it out. You're a businessman. He's a businessman. So I'm pretty sure you know how to write a business plan out and send it to him. That's my call. Appreciate it, champ. Appreciate it. Spider Rico. Good morning, God. Morning. Yeah, actually, Grand Rising. You know? For sure. Yeah, yeah. Good awakening. We never mourning. We never weeping. Every day is new and so am I. Every day is new and so am I. All of you are particles inside of my brain existing. For the better or something for the worse. TYP, where you at? Oh, hey, okay. uh, hey, uh, Spider Rico, gotta let you go. That's Makrowski. We are actually gonna get him. Sweet. Joe, amazing. Great to have you. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for coming on, man. Not at all. Thanks for having me. So we just had Frank on, and there was obviously some questions he couldn't answer that, you know, only pertain to, uh, Mat a match room and, and, and not the zone. Obviously, he couldn't answer some of those the zone questions. Uh, a lot of US subscribers just wondering, um, obviously, the possibility of more American based boxers being on the zone. We're paying $225 uh, a year or 50 a year, depending if we pay annually. Uh, we don't get a lot of big American names that we're used to. And we just wanted to know what, you know, your thoughts on the future of the zone for Americans specifically. Yeah, I, I respectfully disagree with that um, assessment of our, of our US business. Um, we invest, we've invested heavily in, in US boxing um, since our entry 2018 was our first US boxing show. Um, look, our, I look at the, the health of our US business based on the number of subscribers, their engagement, how often they're using the service, uh, how many of them we're keeping um, as long-term customers. Um, those met, all of those metrics are as strong as they've ever been uh, on, our, on our service. So um, we're always obviously, and boxing fans are very vocal, which I love about boxing fans. They're far more vocal and far more educated on the business side of their sport than other sports fans are. I think they're, they're much more involved in understanding of the business politics of, of, of the sport than, let's say, soccer fans or NFL fans or anyone else. Boxing fans are very well read on it. Um, we always want to hear that feedback. We, we do see comments along those lines, but um, ultimately the, the health of our business is, is represented in the number of our subscribers and how, how much they're engaging and um, those numbers are good. Clearly, we want to keep investing and improving our, our boxing business, notably in the US, which is the biggest element of our boxing business. I think our Q4 schedule is really strong. We've had Frank on, obviously, 
Haney Progray um, is, is a big one for Matchroom. Ryan Garcia's returns a big one with Golden Boy. There's plenty we've got going on in the back end of the year. So I am I'm I'm confident that we will end the year in a strong position and go into 2024 with a with a really strong base of, of US customers. And I hope that in the next few weeks and months we'll be announcing a strong sort of start to 2024 as well. But um, yeah, fear not. We, we're always pressuring ourselves and in turn, I think I heard Frank say the constant pressure from the zone, that's real. We put a lot of pressure on our promotional partners to to maximise and uh, optimise our, our US schedule. It's super important to our company. So hypothetically speaking, can DAZN, uh provide dates for another major promoter if they came to the platform? Would it be a conflict of interest for uh, Golden Boy and Matchroom, being though there's only but so many Saturdays a year? Uh, I don't think so, no. A big part of my job and the job of my team is to work out the optimum scheduling of boxing events it's, it's not it's not a particularly easy job right you've got you've got to compare it to other sports and we're a sports broadcast business most of our major countries we operate in are led by soccer in a soccer rights deal media deal you're given a, a very nicely packaged pdf document from the the league that says these are the dates you get that list of dates three months ahead of the season so fans can plan their travel and plan their tickets and broadcasters and other partners can plan their, their marketing activity. In boxing, it's, it's like playing Tetris live. There's always moving pieces. It's, it's like herding cats at, at, at some points, right? And sometimes the cats are quite slippery. So you've got you to you gotta, you gotta, uh, put all the pieces together. It's not easy. But yeah, absolutely. We, we, are, pla- we are promoter agnostic. We are, I think mean, a lot of people when we entered the US market thought we were Matchroom streaming service. We've got a fantastic relationship with Frank and Eddie and everyone at Matchroom. We love working with those guys, but they're not our only partner. Uh, we love working with Golden Boy and Oscar and his team. We work this weekend, we're working outside of the US and the UK with the Nganu Fury fight out of Saudi Arabia with Queensbury. Um, we work with everyone in different ways. And of course, we're always looking to uh, get as much high quality boxing onto the zone because boxing is a massive part of our business and our, a lot of our all of our US subscribers are there for boxing. Um, we want to keep expanding and we'd love to have a great show every week because if we do that at the right economics, that means we get more subscribers and we keep them for longer. Um, more good quality shows equals better business for us. So uh, absolutely, um, I can I can imagine what you're hinting at. I'm not going to comment on any of that. Um, but we we uh, absolutely are in business to work with as many promoters as we can, as long as the economics make sense for us. With the recent news of Showtime getting out of boxing, uh, what can you tell us as American subscribers in terms of the zone and the programming for boxing? How many years do you foresee the zone being in the business of boxing? Well, first of all, I'd say I think as a boxing fan, as someone who's followed boxing long before DAZN entered boxing in 2018, I have the utmost respect for everyone at Showtime and the, and, and the quality of uh, service they gave to boxing fans for, for decades. Um, I know Stephen a little bit. We've done business together. Um, I've been in touch with him to, to wish him all the best and, and to offer my sort of um, congratulations really on a, on a fantastic run that they had in boxing. So... That's the first thing I'd say. We had a great partnership with them around Garcia Tank. I think that was a bit of a landmark deal in US boxing earlier this year that was 
requiring a lot of hard work from my team and, and from his team. So I'm very glad we got that done. I uh, wish all of them all the best. Um, we, we've watched and learned from them as we entered boxing. So uh, nothing but good things to say about them. Um, from our perspective, we're building a sustainable business. There's no end date on a business. Uh, if it's making money, which our boxing business is, if it's profitable and can keep growing, which it is, uh, there's no reason for us to be thinking about exiting it. And we're definitely not thinking about exiting it. So um, there's no end date. There's no three or five year plan at which point we'd, we'd abandon it. As long as we see opportunities to grow it and to keep making money and to keep serving subscribers with high quality content, um, then we're going to keep doing doing it. And I think uh, that's where we are right now. I don't see that changing anytime soon. Our, 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 the economics of our boxing business are getting better and better. That's great. So, Go ahead. Yeah, I wanted to ask you talk about the boxing business and we see uh, the services that the zone offers to users in other countries. I'm curious, is there any interest of the zone getting into other American sports? I know you show it on an international basis, but is there a possibility of the zone getting in? to bid for uh, Monday Night Football or to show NBA on Wednesdays or something along those sorts? Um, we're always um, looking for opportunities to broaden our content portfolio. You're right to say that actually the US is the is the exception to the rule really in the design business. In Japan, I used to run our Japanese business before I moved to the States. That's the number one sports broadcaster full stop in Japan now. Design Japan is the home of domestic soccer in Japan, the home of domestic baseball, which is a huge number one sport in Japan. We have a lot of the European soccer. We obviously carry loads of boxing uh, in Japan. We've got motorsport, golf. We've got a bunch of content on, on it's sort of like the ESPN of, of Japan now, um, Design Japan. Uh, similar situation in Italy. We've just renewed the Serie A, domestic soccer rights in Italy for another four years. So we've got that content through until 2029. The vast majority of that of that content, Germany with Bundesliga and Champions League, Canada we have the NFL. Uh, we have a, a relationship with the NFL globally outside of the US as well. So, the US and it, and our focus on boxing in the US of all of our core markets, it, it's the exception to the rule. Um, there's lots of reasons for that. The US is a much bigger market, and the investment risk one has to take to buy domestic rights here for the NFL or the NBA is significantly bigger. I think it's easily forgotten that the zone is only as a product to the consumer, six and a half, seven years old. Um, we're already a very established player in the US in the niche of boxing. And it's a big niche, but it is a niche. Uh, it's not a, a, a sport that's as big as obviously the NBA or the NFL. So we're very proud that in five years in the US, five and a half years uh, in the US and six and a half years since we really launched as a business, we're now a number one sports broadcaster in a number of countries and a very established profitable business in the world's most competitive media market, the US. That's an incredible achievement. Um, whether or not we go in and go hard at another uh, big sport in the US is there's a number of factors that affect that. The NFL's locked up for most of the rest of this decade. Um, the NBA is coming back to market pretty soon. Candidly, I think we're pretty happy to focus on optimizing our boxing business right now. We're obviously launching 
um, sort of ancillary versions of it with the crossover boxing stuff, which allows us to grow it. It's an extension. It's a different product in my mind. It's, you know, sports entertainment, not, 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 not boxing. Um, but it's obviously related somehow to our, to our, to our core boxing business. That's how we're choosing to grow in the future. Absolutely. We want to be involved in those conversations. We speak regularly with the likes of the NBA, MLB baseball. We have great relationships with these guys. The step to go and buy a major package of domestic rights is is a big one, and I think we are minded to um, maintain the economics of our of our bo- of our boxing business, which is very positive and growing. Before we go and take a much bigger uh, jump into a, a different sport and a different space altogether, um, yeah, we've navigated out of COVID really well the last two years. We've built a profitable boxing business. We've extended it with crossover boxing. We've added different promotional partners. We've gone into new markets and done shows. So using the US as a launch pad for a global boxing business has been where our focus has been. Um, we've done a good job on that. I don't think we want to um, yeah, go and take on anything particularly different to that in the next sort of 18 months, but we're always open door to ideas. Joe, I, I really need you to help me understand why I pay more for the zone in America and the UK boxing fan gets better value. They get pay-per-views. Mm. They mm. get American pay-per-views. And they're all part of their subscription, which is less than mine. What is the problem? Well, there's a few, well, there's a few ways to answer that question. One, you, you get, often you get UK pay-per-views in the US as part of your subscription. Anthony Joshua is not a pay-per-view fighter in the US. Um, thus far on the zone, he's often a pay-per-view fighter in the UK. Um, if um, we were to do Eubank Ben, we planned to do Eubank Ben in October last year. Um, obviously, he fell apart at the last minute, but that would not have been a US pay-per-view. It would have been a UK pay-per-view. So that works both ways. The price differential really is a reflection of the different economic situations of the two countries you know you pay a lot more for a house in new york than you do in london you pay a lot more for a coffee in new york than you pay in london um fighters get paid a lot more in the us than they do in the uk um it's a different country with different economics so things cost more generally in the us than they do in the uk and that is definitely true of content products um that's true of the industry in general um and society in general to be honest uh Again, I come back to value. I think we offer um, always want to be pressured by fans to deliver better value than we than we than we do. Uh, we get that feedback. We seek out that feedback. Ultimately, that's re- that's reflected in the health of our subscription base, and I think it, it has not been in a healthier position than it is, it is in right now. What is that U.S. number of subscriptions? That's that's not something I'll share with people like you, but I'll, I'll keep that under my hat. Um, and uh, yeah, just tell you that it's profitable. It's a healthy business. It's growing. And I say, as I say, the Q4 schedule makes me confident that we'll add to it uh, before the end of the year significantly. Not trying to push, but it's public knowledge that it's 15 million worldwide in 225 countries. So why would the American number be, I don't know, private? Um, that, that number is evolving all the time. Uh, it's seasonal. It, it, it grows and it contracts a little bit when certain content's not on. That's the nature of subscription businesses in sport. Um, 
we are a private company. We don't, we're not obliged to report all of our economics publicly and we don't. Um, yeah, we don't, we don't comment on our subscription numbers in individual markets very often. We've done it occasionally when it makes sense for us to do it, but now is not one of those times. For sure. Well, now, uh, Joe, Joe, I wanted to ask, uh, as of recently, and I asked Frank about this, but obviously, uh, I feel like you could answer this better. We've seen a influx of co-distributing with the zone and mm -hmm. ESPN. Um, mm -hmm. something I love, I was, I was telling Frank, I was watching a college football game that on ESPN that did yeah. 10 million viewers in America. And the entire time on the bottom right of the screen, it's KSI, you know, by the paper. And I was like, wow, I thought that was the zone. And I, I'm like, oh, they're co-distributing again. Just yeah. the thought process behind it. Are we going to see that for Haney Progray and um, just moving forward? No, it's definitely something we are interested in doing. Um, I said that we're promoter agnostic. Uh, in our way, in, in the way that we want to work with lots of different promoters. We're also platform agnostic. Uh, I think, as a, as a sports fan, I think a major problem uh, in in the current situation of broadcast distribution is it's actually quite hard sometimes to work out where content's being broadcast because there's so many players broadcasting sport. Uh, I think there is a bit of a responsibility to the fan to make sure that, um, you know, to make content as easily as accessible as possible, we work with our colleagues in the industry to, to, to make content discovery as easy as possible. Clearly, it's not always going to work for every single event and for every single opportunity. Um, the economics of it mean that it doesn't always work. But for certain events, we've done it twice now. We did it for Jake Paul and Nate Diaz in August. We did it for the KSI Logan Paul pay-per-view a couple of weeks ago. We've worked with ESPN. Clearly, we benefit from their marketing machine, which is significant. You talk about promotion during college football in the afternoon. That's very valuable marketing inventory. They benefit from having additional content to sell to their ESPN Plus subscribers. And there's obviously a revenue share against that that works works for, for them and for us. Um, look, it, 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 it's something we're exploring. We've done it twice, as I say. We're learning about it. Again, bit like Showtime, great partnership with, with Matt Kenny and his team at, at ESPN. We enjoy working with them. And I think it's something that we're, we're definitely keen to explore again in the future. Um, not always. We're going to build our own business and clearly there's a focus on doing that, and getting subscribers onto the zone. Uh, but it's definitely something that we've, we've, we've scratched the surface on and we're, we're not against doing it again in the future. So nothing currently set for your next pay-per-view in Haney Progray? No, no discussions on that yet. Okay. Now, uh wanted to ask just about the end of the year, very busy schedule. Um, why put Jake Paul the day before uh, the Bam Rodriguez fight? I'm just curious. It, do you feel that's not too much? Uh, no, I think it speaks to the quality of our schedule that we've got so many great fights uh, coming up that we need to squeeze in before the end of the year. I mean, if I'm a subscriber, that's 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 great. Um, from mid-November, you've got uh, Pacheco Caceres on the 18th of November. You've got uh, Cameron Taylor from Ireland uh, on the 25th uh, of November. You've got uh, Serrano Ramos, I apologise, 
the MVP card um, this this coming weekend. Before all of that, we've got Jake Paul mid-December. We've got Haney Progre. We've got Bam Rodriguez. That's a pretty stacked Ryan schedule. Ryan Garcia. Ryan Garcia. We've got we, we're serving you know, fantastic pay-per-view and non-pay-per-view men and women's boxing. So, um, look, we have a great boxing schedule. Managing it and optimizing it is is a full-time job. We have people who do that full-time. Um, we don't always get it perfectly right, but I think we've got a, if I'm a subscriber, I'm looking at how many shows I can get access to before the end of the year. And I think that is a great run in the next sort of six to eight weeks. Um, that's, that represents real real value. Joe, now in, in, in bringing that value, another thing that we asked Frank and bringing the value to the fan, you know, oftentimes there is events on simultaneously, um, which as a consumer, that's not a bad thing. But I wanted to ask you about the possibility as a consumer to watch two events simultaneously. Um, have has the zone explored that idea because we're diehard, so we watch all the fights, and sometimes cards do overlap or events overlap. Is that something that the zone has ever explored watching events simultaneously? So, say two events at once, yeah, we do that in, in other markets. I don't think it's something we off, we often we don't want to have that very often on the zone. We don't want to have uh, clashing, clashing events. I don't think that's good for anyone, uh, if that's the case, you know, consumers or otherwise, but um. Yes, I mean we have the functionality to be able to do that. Uh, we do that with other with other products uh, in in Canada, for example. You can watch multiple games, NFL games at one time. Uh, we do that with our soccer businesses in, in Europe and in Asia. So, uh, yes, we have that functionality. I don't think it's something we often see in the boxing business, but um, yeah, it's good to know that that's a, a consumer need. We'll look at that. Joe, once upon a time, HBO stopped doing exclusive uh, promoter deals and, and started to buy fights. Uh, is that something, uh, a business practice that maybe zone would look into buying specific fights? Like hypothetically, Earl Spence and Crawford doesn't have a home, right? The rematch. Um, and, you know, it still has a fan base that's wondering what's happening with that fight. When is it going to happen? And what network will it happen on? Is uh, Joe McCroskey interested in buying specific fights? We, we do that. We, we've done that. We, we, we had, you know, we're obviously not working with Canelo Alvarez right now, but the most recent iteration of our Canelo dealings were on a fight-by-fight -fight basis. Um, lots of our deals allow for our promotional partners to bring on top of the core deal additional fights, pay-per-views or otherwise that um, we buy on a fight-by-fight -fight basis. Yeah, we are very open-minded to the different commercial models of how to acquire content in boxing and also to uh, promote it and market it to fans. So, yes, um, we are very open to buying individual fights. We're open to hearing proposals for um, longer-term uh, uh, longer, longer um, uh, deals. We're open-minded in all of it. Um, if hypothetically you end up with more major promoters on that broadcast how do you ensure that those separate promoters actually have their fighters fighting each other we've seen canelo not fight you know demetrius andre we've seen monguilla not fight berlanga there are some fights that could be made currently on the zone between the two promoters that exist that haven't been made how does that affect if we get another major promoter and uh does that 
still mean you have that seat at the table. And if you can just be clear what that seat at the table meant, because we understood it meant you get to have final say. Look, I talked about herding cats, right? Working with multiple different boxing promoters and when they want to work together, sometimes it's quite hard work, you know? They're often quite public disputes between these guys. We always want those discussions and um, those talks to be happening behind closed doors. It's not good for us when Eddie and uh, Oscar have a scrap on Twitter. Uh, that just doesn't help us uh, get things done. Sometimes it's quite entertaining. Um, I have, to, I, I admit, I, I occasionally enjoy it, but it's not great for getting things done. We want to make sure that any promotional partners we work with, either full-time or occasionally on a fight-by-fight -fight basis, are working collaboratively with others to make the big fights happen. Eddie's been vocal recently saying that, as has Ryan Garcia, uh, various people have been vocal in saying, we need as a sport to start getting out of our own way and to, um, you know, making big fights happen. That is why Garcia Tank was so important. Uh, the fans wanted to see it. It happened at a time where they wanted they wanted to see it. Um, so um, I want to use the power and leverage the zone have to make those big fights happen as often as possible. That involves us working with as many promoters as possible, having good relations with them, and putting the appropriate pressure on them to make their fighters fight in the fights that fans want to see. I love the idea I heard earlier, one of you mentioned uh, on the Zone website, having or the Matching website, having a commitment from fans to buy pay-per-views. Yes! I love that. I love that idea. I think it's such a good idea. I'm actually going to, I've been texting our, our, uh, our marketing team about that since I heard it. I think that's a really good idea. You um, should definitely talk to me. I'm telling you, that's my idea. There's so much involved been, in that Joe, idea. He's, you, he's you been texting so this for data. months. Joe, you would have so much data. Like on there right but, but regardless of just berlanga and hypothetically canelo canelo because it could work with cross promotion because now the broadcasters know the amount of interest from the paying yeah. fans plus they're giving you the they're uh, giving you the i want to i want to i want to caveat this i need to check with our legal team if we can do this right i don't, yes. I don't know the answer to that question right but i don't know if we can take money off fans uh before something is it's a pre-order it's a pre-order listen I, I love the idea it's a great marketing idea but sometimes the best marketing ideas are 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 blocked by the reality of the legal situation let, let me take it away nesta it's a great idea i will i'll give it thought i'll speak to the relevant people i'll come back to you i would love to have that done because i agree with you if you could put hypothetical matchups on a website and say vote with your credit cards right Fighter A versus Fighter B. Yes, Joe. You're Fighter brilliant. D. I love it. I love Young Blood. Put that on a put it put it on a website and say, give us your credit card details. We will bill you on a date when this fight happens. Yes. Now you might you might have to put a date against it, and this is the legal. This is the legal. This is detail. Devil in the detail, right? But I'm I'm going to get into it and have a look. I think it's a great idea. Just look into the, the sneakers. Adidas does it with their Yeezys, right? It's a raffle situation. So they put the sneaker on the market. Not everyone can buy it. I give my credit card details. If I win the raffle, Joe, the day that they ship the sneaker to me, they charge my credit card. We could do that. Plus, even, credit even cards more basically, that's, 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 a, that's a guaranteed product they're making. 
No. They are definitely man they are definitely manufacturing that sneaker, right? Yes. What I what I need to check, and there's many other things I probably need to check. The thing that gives me pause and concern about the idea is if I say fighter A gonna fight fighter B, let's say fine I just say print, that's Joe. much a hundred hundred thousand. Yeah, I already print. went through it. Fine. Listen to me. In my head, I already went through it. And I, t I wrote it out. So we do fine print and we say if we don't meet it in 90 days, everyone gets their refund if we have to, because mm -hmm. we're doing we're doing credit card anyway. So we just need your commitment. And, and, mm -hmm. and you can build on the idea. Maybe the network, you guys decide, uh, let's at least get 10 percent of the pay-per-view buy from them. Yeah, I'd still I don't know. Be it, it, indicate, it, indicate, it indicates demand. We, we go into a pay-per-view fight week, and obviously we're tracking the numbers early. The vast majority of numbers come in last minute. Subscribers or pay-per-views, they always come in on the Saturday or the, the, the hours before the event starts. And we're relying on inaccurate data points, anecdotal data points. So you say, oh, Drake's tweeting about this fight on Tuesday. That means it must be big. Or... You know, my friend, the taxi driver's asking me about it. So it's cut through to the, you know, it's on ESPN. So there's mainstream interest. There's all these anecdotal, imperfect data points. It would be great to say before a fight is contracted, look, 100,000 people have just put their credit cards down to buy this fight. That's right. Um, we know that there's interest in this fight. So I think, uh, yeah. I think that's great. So in between fights, like right now, you're going to do a Shockey Foster. You just get um, Chris Mannix and uh, Sergio Mora to cut, right, in between rounds or before before a fight, before in between in fights. Between they, fights. They cut to, hey, guys, let's cut to the fight you want. And on there, you got all this graphic yeah. imagery of the potential matchups. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, everybody can promote it. It doesn't have to just be the zone because – you got cross promotion fights. You got your Berlanga versus your Canelo. So now, whatever respect the Canelo uh, network he's on has to promote the fight you want. Because again, if it. the seed money gets there, you got the fight you want. But I got a couple of questions it. from the people, Joe. So uh, I do want to get to that before they. My, my, my last, my last question to you is: How long is your contract at the Boxing Voice? Because you might be getting a job in the Dazone Marketing Department anytime soon after this idea. So you, you know, you might need to. You need, need to. <laughs> nah, man. Listen, from from your lips to God's ears, man. We just need an opportunity. Uh, we would prefer to be the Dazone Daily Boxing Show twice a day and still give out free ideas. Because, like I said, I just love this sport. I'm not like you and Danny. They watch other things. This is the only thing I watch. So I watch everything you put in uh, Matchroom USA and UK because I'm a degenerate boxing fan. Like, we just we just love this sport and we want it to be better. Uh, we, want, we want AJ Joshua. When can we get AJ Joshua? AJ Fury. No, AJ Wilder. Excuse me. I'm saying AJ Joshua Wilder. is the same person. We've been waiting yeah, I mean seven years for that fight. We've tried. I can honestly say we've tried. Um, yeah, we've tried uh, all the big heavyweight fights. It's it's not easy. I think now I think we're moving into an era of boxing where um, those big fights will happen more regularly because you know you're starting to see the impact of of big fights not happening in a number of ways. You know, the public will lose interest. It's not people like you because you'll watch. You'll watch Fury and Garner. You, you watch whoever Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua fights. You're going to watch those fights. You're hardcore boxing fans. You, you, you do it for a living. What I worry about is the next generation of 
mainstream sports fans losing their interest in in boxing because the big fights don't happen. It's I always say this in boxing every week things happen that are the equivalent of the Eagles refusing to play the Cardinals in the Super Bowl because they can't agree commercial terms. Right? It's like you're never going to have that happen in the NFL. You're never going to have Manchester United refuse to play Chelsea in the Champions League final because they can't agree commercial terms. That happens all the time in boxing. The biggest fights in the world don't happen because fighters and their management teams can't agree commercial terms. They just don't happen. Joe, and you know what's funny about what you just said is that NFL players, a lot of people don't know this, your contract is only for the regular season. So if you make the playoffs and go to the Super Bowl, you make a base salary. Everybody makes the exact same, whether you're the star on the team or whether you're the you know the bench player. Everybody in the playoffs and the Super Bowl makes the exact same thing. Mm, I didn't know that. That's interesting. I got shiny suits. Do you see the zone booking more shows at beach destinations during the winter months like Cancun card this weekend? Uh, if I've got anything to say about it, and yes, I love, I love those. I love those shows. Um, we're going into the winter months. So yeah, we've got, we've got a few uh, down, down South and in Mexico, which are great. And I think they're, they're working for us more importantly than the weather. And I got Huang in Houston. He says, I like the zone, but with all due respect, it's disrespectful as a former consumer to be asked to pay the new price for what is being offered to Americans. Uh, yeah, we rewarded people who stayed loyal to the zone with a better price point. I think that's fair, personally. I think if you've shown a loyalty to the business and haven't exited uh, and haven't churned your subscription, then I disagree with that with that guy or girl. I disagree with that point of view. I think it's I think it's fair that people who've stayed loyal get 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 better price points personally. Joe, was it a zone decision or a Golden Boy Oscar De La Hoya decision not to put Ryan on pay per view again? Uh, a, a joint decision. I think look, Ryan is definitely an emerging pay per view star. I think he played more than his fair share in the numbers that were significant in April for Garcia Tank. Um, but I think we're also at a point in time where not every single fight needs to be pay-per-view. Anthony Joshua has, not, has done some subscription fights on the zone recently. Um, he's still a pay-per-view fighter. Um, I think each fight is a different product. I think you need to commercialize them in different ways. And I think this one makes sense as a subscription fight. Well, those are all the questions. Uh, I do appreciate your time, Joe. Man, thank you so much. We were looking forward to this, and it, it couldn't have really enjoyed it. No, great really speech, guys. It. I'm really uh, glad you like big... the idea, though. That's amazing because I feel like it could save this sport. I, I, it, it will give every promoter and broadcaster so much data because then you can add a questionnaire to that. Who are you buying okay. this pay-per-view for? Is it for okay. Ben or is it for Eubank? You know, now... I like it. Now you help these fighters understand, bro, you're just not worth this money. Look at look at the data. They're buying it for Haney, not for Regis. I, I hear you. Um, don't come at me asking for percentage points of sales, though, because you're not going to get that. But I do like the idea. <laughs> That's crazy because I talked to someone and I said, bro, if I could just get a dollar for every pay-per-view sold off my idea, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, it's generational wealth. I'm rich for if life. I, if, I, if I personally got a dollar of every idea I had, 
every seller is like, I'd be a very, very much wealthier man than I am. So I, I, I would, uh, I wish the world worked like that, but unfortunately it doesn't. Still take a few cents off every pay-per-view. That might work. But I, I, I'll take whatever you throw the dog, uh, McCroskey. Don't worry. Give a dog a bone. We just need an opportunity over here. Once again, we do appreciate you, man. Thank you. I appreciate Thanks, you guys. Joe. Thanks, Thank, Thank you, guys. You. Bye. I hope we see that idea come to life, bro. That's going to be amazing. Um, I told you guys. I've seen everybody in the chat. Thank you for your motivational messages uh, because there was a lot of people that said the idea was dumb and stupid, but... Someone in position that knows about this told you how great it is. You guys just don't understand. Data is so important. Um, oh, my God. I hope, he, I hope he could bring it to life. You see, because those are the people that can make the quick phone calls to bring that shit to life, bro. A sit down with Bob, and Bob can be part of that. Now you can mix and match because it's not going to hurt Bob Stable. And he ain't got to let his fighter go until he sees the money is there but phone lines are back open if you want it if not we up out of here we got brandon in cincinnati yo ness how's my audio brother straight what's up danny what's up tvv now initially when you were describing the idea what up you was confused too you was confusing me too bro i'm like he's trying to give him too many details too soon like he's hey you got a website zone.com i got a website we gonna call the website this portion of the website the fights we want on the website i was like he's, he's trying to say too much just keep it quick and concise right now and it would have so what made you, you what made you help what made you help understand better oh uh, just the way he described it the way the last guy came on it was just like he he broke it down in simpler form than Ness did. So I was just thinking like Ness, he he trying to just go into too much detail at once. I ain't want to lose him, B. I wanted to make sure I wanted see that's what I wanted to you happen. You lost with everybody. Frank. Yeah, but 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 Danny, guess what? You thought I lost everybody and you thought I lost Frank, but the actuality is that Joe McCroskey heard it. From listening to that, yeah. Interview. Once I re-explained it, bro. Once Get your I, ass once out I re-explained it. About you, he said me, bro. Hilarious. This. He said the idea. I ain't say it was mine. I'm just Look, saying. I don't care. It, That's what I keep telling. I'm a Gemini. I'm gonna get a hundred million more ideas in the next ten minutes. I don't yeah. care. I just want this shit to work. I just want them to do it so yeah, I can get the all, fight I want. I do think uh, like a, a pay-per-view Kickstarter or, you know, pre-sale, which is essentially what you're trying to do in simpler form. You're trying to do a pay-per-view Kickstarter and or pre-sale is a good idea. Um, There's plenty of ways you could do it. Your way is cool. Maybe promoters come up with the guaranteed purchase for both fighters and try to get half of the guaranteed purchase in Kickstarter or, you know. So it, it is a great idea. But like I said, you just was trying to give them too many details all in a matter of seconds and you just it was just god is good jargon. baby god is good god made sure that he comprehended it that's all that matters so, yeah long you as, know. yeah the other guy comprehended it so i'm like all right it, it landed for somebody that's good maybe he's a gemini too shit he caught that shit i don't know but um great interviews man 
like I said, the first interview was funny because you kept asking the zone questions and the dude kept saying, I don't work with the zone. I'm like, that's going to keep asking this nigga the zone questions and he's going to keep telling you Bruh, that's because why, so you should ask him the zone. Let me tell you then why. you got it the zone. Guys, Let me tell so you it why. It all worked out anyway. Let me tell you why. Because even though he said he don't work for the zone, it's not necessarily true. I mean, it is. They don't work for the zone, but they own a certain percent in the zone and the zone owns a certain percent in matchroom the company so they they won and won they won and won yeah i agree but yeah man i hope that shit land though bro i wish you nothing but the best with that put a patent on that let's patent that shit bro patent it I know, man. There's so many things I need to do. I need help, bro. I, right, I could have been had a non-profit, too. You know what I'm saying? We would have been had our gym if we would have had a non-profit. But it's just like all that all that legwork. You know, I need a Leonard Ellerby. I need my, my own CEO, you know, so I could run shit and he could run that fraction of, you know, the company because it's just, you know... We need more more people. But we got Juvie, $5. What time is the betting show? Also, is it pre-recorded or live? Keep up the good work, guys. TBV, fire emoji, thumbs up emoji. Let's get this money. So the betting show is at 1045. It's already scheduled. It's been scheduled since yesterday. I actually got a bet that's damn good already. So um, check it out. Uh, I haven't posted it, but check out the show because it's going to go down. $2 boxing fan, Ness, your idea is old, bruh. It's called Kickstart. All right. <laughs> All right. $20 super chat. Drop a bomb. He said, I'm not going to share that with someone like you, but it's public, dummy. And when it comes to subscriptions, every company takes advantage of American people. UK got money. Don't let them fool you. TBV for life. That's what I'm saying. It's expensive as hell in the UK. I don't see how they paying less than us. It's, I feel like it's the same, but average boxing fan, $2. If a fighter, A, gets injured, I want a refund. But that's, and that's part of the deal right there that you could put in the fine print, right? Like, we know we want AJ versus Wilder. So, two um, replacements. Zang is your replacement. That's it. Now, it's like AJ Wilder, the fight you want. We need X. Nah, I ain't going to lie. If I pay for some, that's what I want. I don't want no fucking replacement. I, I feel like it's a simple, you get your money back. It could be. But, again, we're thinking business. So, to benefit the provider, the, the, the network, and the promoters... They got to come up with the option that says Zang is the uh, replacement, but if you don't want that, you can get your refund. You understand? There's a replacement fight. You don't want it, take your complete refund. They still got the 90 days to know, like, well, we still got 75,000 that wants Wilder Zang. We can make it. Bro, the data's there, champions. The data JV, $5, says this is why UK boxing wins. U.S. boxing has too much ego, narcissism, too proud. Boxers not risking their O's. Y'all lost Fox, NBC, HBO, Showtime, etc. I mean, they only had two of those, but I hear you. Mr. CYP, $5, says I helped build this show for five years. I ain't never asked for anything, and now I can't chat? Cool. 
My money and time will be missed. Trust that. It was fun. CYP out. Ryan in Canada, $5 Nest, you know it's a great idea. That sounds crazy to people who don't have the vision. Bro, but they call geniuses crazy. They 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 don't understand. I'm not you know I feel like now I said it the best. People hate what they can't understand. You feel me? Zorro de la Vega Farales says, shout out Ness for convincing us the zone top exec to like his idea. For sure, big shout out to Danny for helping explain and land Ness's pre-order idea. Much love, TBV. That's right. Now all we got to do is have the same thoughts. We have to have the positive thought of the, the idea coming to fruition. And it'll happen. You know, um, affirmations is real. You know, prayer is real. And group prayer is strong. So if we all praying for the same thing, we going to get it. Let, let that be known. Uh, since we pitching ideas. Mm, sorry, I missed that, Brandon. You had to get my attention. Fuck around and find out. Yo, can y'all hear me? Yes. Yeah, good morning to y'all. Um... I might speak a little out of context because I heard majority of the show and I heard it to the guy I got off the interview. I thought you were speaking to the promoter. He sounded like the uh the guy over uh what's the one that uh promotes the he, bar? he's the I was talking to the promoter of Matchroom, which is Frank Smith, and then after that we was talking to the broadcaster, CEO of the zone, Joe McCrowski. Okay, so you got him to go. see. I heard. I got. I was listening to. I stopped listening to the part of the show when you was trying to blame Danny for uh, the dude not staying on, and Danny had to tell you he just saw his phone. So I didn't hear the interview of Joe. So he hopped back on. Nah, we so, got after that. We got the, the 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 zone CEO to jump on and and answer the questions we needed. All right. Well, uh, like I say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go off what I heard. So I didn't hear anything like to add on to it. Um, it's definitely a good idea. I think by the guy telling you Frank to sit down and write it up, uh, and and, and hear um, sending over email and stuff. I think that's that's where it starts. I heard you make bro like maybe somebody. In my, let me uh, tell you. Maybe somebody in my. Uh, can I finish, Danny? You know, I'm telling you, the dude already heard the idea, though. He don't even got to write it down no more. He got off Nest. The dude from the zone offered Nest a job at the zone, and Nest turned it down. Man, none of that. Man, get out of here, bro. <laughs> I ain't turned shit down. All I said, all I did was shoot my shot for what I would prefer to have. Go ahead. Uh, I'm rewinding. Go ahead, uh, J-Mac. All right, I was going, to, and I just, I'm glad you said that. Um, I think Ness, you should point take like ownership to you breaking up, champ. Yeah, when it, we losing you. Yo, can you can you hear me now? Yep. Yo. Okay, I'm good. Yep. All right. It started on your show, so I think you should take ownership of it. 
You dipped off again after you said ownership of it. Remember, guys, he's on the road. He's, he, we got a lot of truck drivers, so bear with his service. If uh, we can't get him on, we'll get him back Yo. on. Okay, he's back. Uh, I'm going to try one more time. I was saying that you should do the email type of uh, financial gain or any type of benefit to the TBB or Nestor Gim himself. I think you should get credit for it. So that's why he I already said no financial process with the guy just to make sure they understand. What you can't. Okay. Well, right, look, man, look, all right. Off that. The topic is about Bud and shit. What are we talking yep. about Bud and Spence? The rematch. Is all it right. going to happen? Um, When's it going to happen? Where's it going to happen? Just... I think the rematch will happen. I think this is going to be the last of Errol Spence if he does rematch Bud. Because I think Bug was stopping in a more dominating fashion. We have never had to see Bug rematch anything. And I think he's going to have a point to prove, especially after all the excuses that came out. Um, I'm going to take my boomerang, Ness. That's right. my first call. Um, uh, if the fight happened, I, I'll see it. I think they got bigger fish to fry, honestly. I think I think Bug can move on and actually uh, doesn't have to redo that again because it was just so dominant. But if everyone wants to fight again, um, maybe he's planning on retire afterwards because he will get stopped in more dominating fashion. Um, Ever just can't, he can't do no one terms Crawford. just two different levels of fighters. I would like to see Bud, of course. Y'all know I want to see him go ahead and uh, take care of the Canelo uh, situation. Um, I like him at Tim Zoo. I even like him at Jamel. I think Bud to stop Jamel. And I think um, going after Jamel actually still should be on, on, um, on course because he go, let's just say Bud do Tim Zoo, Jamel, and then Canelo if he's still around here fighting. That's one hell of a resume. And it, it wouldn't even be close or even compatible. And that would definitely put him as the greatest of all time. So, I mean, I like Bud moving in that direction. If for somehow a boot slip up in there, I'm good with that too. Uh, I don't see how that would make sense, especially with the network situation going on. But if it made sense, I'm with it too. Uh, shit, that's all I had. I had a lot to say about the uh, original, um, with the Frank Martin topic, but since I missed some of the interview, I guess some of the answers, some of the questions was answered. But I'll shout out to y'all. That's my call. All right, champ, appreciate it. Uh, looks like we got hardcore dub. What up? What's up, man? Shout out TVV. Smash that like button. It's free. Do something with yourself. Yo, yo. We hear you. All right. Yo, man, that was a man. That was a cool interview, man. Uh, I remember when he was called. You know, some of these, you know, Johnny come late, man. You know, first day fans, they don't remember, man, when the zone first came in. My man's was called um the Twilight. <laughs> it was calling that man Twilight. Like the Robert, the Robert Twilight, you know what I'm saying? He even came a long way. His own CEO on the show on TBV. Ness, your your idea It's your idea, right? You came up with that, right? Yep. Yes. Hey man, you better copyright that real fast, man. Try to find the episode because you don't want another. You don't want somebody to call in and say I got the clip from when I gave you the um the idea. You know what I'm saying? So, man, they wish they the gave episode. me that idea. 
<laughs> you know, and I, and I heard the proposition you did, man. You think you slick, man. You know what I'm saying? But ain't no, you're going to be, you're going to be competition with, they already, the zone already got like a, a boxing show, don't it? Uh, nah, what I, man. What got, man. We different, man. We, we would come on at our time, which is very early. Okay. They could still Boom. do their thing, you know. Uh, That's right. That's we could right. coexist, you know. I, I, like, I like don't forget. I was thinking, like, I was thinking. Don't forget, ahead, don't forget that you got uh, the Breakfast Club. Then, then there's another show that comes on for the afternoon because those dudes only work five hours. Then there's a whole nother show. Mm-hmm. Okay. I see what you're saying. Maybe, maybe we can attack two different markets or two different demographics or something, something of that nature, but... It, it, yeah, it definitely could work, man. There's more, there's more Boston fans. Is all, man. And then when you tie in Tyrus, and if you take my idea, if you take my idea and include some MMA striking, you could just, you could say Boston and just, just follow the boxers. Hey, man, it's enough content for everybody, man. Shout out TBV. You know, Danny did break it down in layman's terms. <laughs> he did, man. But the, yeah, the show was cool, man. To see the, the hardcore shit, man. The, um, like you said, this sport, the fans are a little more knowledgeable. I mean, I don't know if he know about the American fans in the NBA. Like, we do know about the salaries in the NBA. We do know about the salary and the salary cap and all of that in other sports. But in boxing, you do have to find, you do have to follow the financials a little bit closer because when people say they duck in and when people say they're not fired in, you try to find out reasons why. And it's usually the um, the networks or people not coming together commercially, like he said, man. So he gave a lot of insight. I hope everybody learned something today. You know, shout out, smash, smash that like button. It's free. Do something with yourself. All right. Let's see who we got. You may feel like it's your time, but it's not your time. Chrome, what Yo, up? Yo, funny as hell. Yo, you hear me? You? We hear you. Oh, this is the first time me talking with this Bluetooth. Oh yeah, good interview, good interview. I see you got. Would you say that was the CEO of of what the zone? Yes. Oh yeah, shit, that's what's up. I mean, yeah, I call, I try to copyright that and do something, but man, that's, man, why you ain't jump on when he when he try to offer you some type of job or something? Man. Ninety seconds. Nah, I mean, creative power, man. I think I would have. I, I try to. At least negotiate on that. I mean, you heard least- what I said. He 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 said he anyway, bro. Like like I, I don't know. Y'all just ain't catch it. He basically want the idea and give me a job as marketing. That's not kind of how it works. It's my idea. You feel me? So I deserve a percent. I don't deserve a job in a totally different department. Seconds. I created the idea. But I but it's like I told him. It's all good. Just throw a dog a bone. You feel me? That's up. Oh yeah, and on the uh, on to the topic. I think the, I think the rematch rematch gonna happen because I feel like Vince really want to show us something different. Even though I don't really think it's gonna go different. I guess I I really want to see the fight just to see what the new excuse is gonna be. If the same thing happened at one fifty four, because I don't I don't see Earl changing this whole style in what about six or seven months i i don't really see it i mean i somewhat don't want to see the see the rematch only reason i want to see it because i just hear the spence fanatics just come with so many times 10 seconds 
the fight just because of that. But I don't think the outcome gonna be no different, man. So that's 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 what my call, man. I was just calling and checking with y'all boys. It's been a few days. I just been listening in. I have a good show, man. I keep listening in. All right. Shout out to Daly, who reached out. She's a publicist, heard the idea, and wants to write the business plan for me. She feels it deserves to be on email to have it documented. All you fucking haters that think my idea is whack. See? Deontay Wilder was always right. Speak it, believe it, receive it. You hear me? Speak it, believe it, receive it. Don't let these fuckers tell you no, man. That's all they want to do. They want to they want you to not believe in yourself. Who we got on the phone lines? Phone lines are open 425-569-5241. Juan, you there? Yo, try now. Check, check. Fucking hear nothing from Huang. Huang, 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 Huang. This, this, this Twitter's trash, bro. Huang, what about Make now? Make sure. Nothing. Huang, jump out, jump out, jump back in, player. I don't know what's going on. Jump all the way out, all the way back in. I got Majid. What up? Damn, this is just not working for anybody, huh? The hater, let's try you. Unmute. No, nah, I mean, the space, something happened with the space. I'm telling you, they got some issues going on because it was mad people. Now that shit got four people. Nobody can hear. It is what it is. I got Trees, Toledo, Ohio. What up? Yo, yo. Yo. What up, though? What up, though? Damn, look at that. Handy dandy phone line. Gotta take it old school sometimes. But uh hey, Ness, shout out to you, man. Good interviews and shit today. I'm fucking with I'm fucking with it. I feel like all you need was Eddie Hearn now to jump on for the trifecta type shit. Wow. <laughs> but uh <laughs> but uh good shit you got to, I see you got the CEO rocking with you with the idea. That's good shit on the pre order because that that does make a lot of sense. That's good shit. Fucking with it. I'm fucking with it. But uh, on the topic here, uh, by the way, I just, I don't know if y'all heard, heard Fury just had an interview, you feel me? And, I, and it's crazy. I find it funny now. Like, uh, he was talking about on the interview how he, I guess with the Usyk fight, he ain't going to have a rematch clause with that John, right? So he basically like, oh, it ain't going to be, it ain't, I guess there ain't no rematch clause with, with the Engano John. He's talking about, oh, I don't believe in rematch clauses. If it was a shit fight, we don't want to see it again. All this good shit. I'm like, he like re rematches then cost me a, a million, millions of dollars, millions of dollars. I'm like, damn. 
as soon as you said it, I just I had to think about Bud, bro. This, I'm like, damn, Bud in this boat right now, bro. This this rematch clause, lightweight hold fucking this money up. Like, I feel like Bud not able to capitalize on it. You feel me on the on 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 this fire right now. You feel me? He he abused Spence. You feel me? Him like everybody clamoring for the Canelo fight for the first time ever. Ain't nobody heard no shit like that before. But I'm sure Bud want to jump in there and make that bag. Shit. He want I'm sure he wanna fight Tim Zoo, fuck around, go to Australia or something, make that bag, but he but he tied up with Spence still. I'm like, damn. When I heard that, I'm like, damn, Fury. I'm like, damn, Fury. I wonder how much money that shit really cost. Like how much I wonder how much this is costing Bud in the long run. You feel me? And that's since you since you marketed her the year and whatnot, you feel me? You didn't got you a whole PR <laughs> PR machine running around this motherfucker. I'm saying how much how much money do you think this could be costing Bud? Like like how, how far is it gonna push him out from from get like from possibly getting the Canelo fight if he's dealing with this Spence shit? Oh huh? no, man. Uh he gotta get out that contract before he could talk about any um fight with Canelo. Did he sign? Did he sign a nut, like a multiple fight deal like Canelo did, or he only signed for the fights with Spence? Ah, uh, he only fought to the fight with Spence, two fights. Okay, okay. I don't know if he had another fight. Like if he had it, like if he had a three fight deal, then he, then I see he could follow up with Canelo. It would be, you feel me? It would just line up, boom. But that I see. I guess that ain't the case. But shit, uh, hey man, Jared Anderson, man. Shout out to you, my boy. Hey man, I, uh, I know you. I know you keep telling me that he's not gonna get a Philip Herkovich, but I feel like Philip Herkovich on ice, my boy. I, I mean, they talking he, about I AJ he... and Herkovich, so I don't know if you're following that, but they've been talking about AJ and Herkovich. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Well, shit. Once again, fuck it, Frank Sanchez. You're gonna have to do, bro. You're gonna have to do. <laughs> Since PBC look like they about to disband, you might as well come on over the top rank and get your shit knocked loose real quick. But uh, shout out TBV, shout out Toledo, Ohio, man. I know what the fuck going on. All right, champ. Um, who is next on the line? Looks like we got General Camino. What up? Nice, Danny. What's good, man? Chilling, chilling. What up? You may feel like it's your turn. Oh, man, yo. What great interview with the Jasmine CEO. That was a great interview. I really enjoyed that shit. Um, great idea, man. I mean, it looks like he took heed to it, so hopefully he could speak on that. Some big rooms and get that idea passed, but um, what else was I going to say? Yo, good thing not jumping up on that, like, oh, a company offering you a job, you just about to take that shit. Because the way he was talking like that, bro, he would have took your idea, threw you in the marketing department. The next time you try to speak up, they're going to be like, Ness, bro, you work for us. Shut the fuck up. So good thing being your own man, bro, because every opportunity ain't a great opportunity. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And everybody ain't necessarily hear that because he'd say – he would offer you a job, but he wasn't trying to give you anything that would put you in a, I think, a position you'd want to be in. I think it was just like, we're going to throw you in the nuts and bolts of this company, and we're going we gonna to source you how we're going to source you. So it's a good thing he wasn't too crazy about that, you know? 
every opportunity ain't the best one. But uh, outside of that, I thought it was kind of funny about the whole um, subscription price. I know things cost a little bit more in America, but even what we paying, I don't even think we getting enough boxing for it, let alone other sports. I mean, he said he got they're the ESPN of Japan. Uh, I refuse to believe some of our money ain't paying for a lot of that shit across the globe. Like, I refuse to believe that. So, I don't know. I, we definitely need a little bit more of an adjustment on that subscription price, in my opinion, or more U.S. events. Because I know he was making a case about, like, Joshua, but that Joshua event was a pay-per-view, and then they knocked it down to a regular show. So, you can't say, oh, if that was a pay-per-view, y'all would have got that for free. Like, we got it for free anyway, and it wasn't a pay-per-view. So, that was a bad example. What else did he use? As far as yeah. the, the market, Yo. I didn't... What up? Why they keep calling you the ganja officer and the weed police? What happened? You got caught with weed or something? Oh. Nah. Last night, I went on... I, I was talking to Ness about the whole Keyshawn thing. And I didn't think Keyshawn, um, I thought Keyshawn was in the wrong. I, I stand by, he made an irresponsible decision. Like, I don't feel no sympathy for Keyshawn. Like, bro, it's not like, it's not like you, you ate some bad meat or something, or like you got tricked into eating something and it had something in it and you got caught. Like, bro, you were smoking weed, bro. So you rather, you, know you rather he popped for a PED unknowingly than him pop for weed? No, I'm talking about the sympathetic factor of it all. I would have been more sympathetic, like, if he ate something that was tainted or something along those lines where he really wasn't at fault. Him getting caught for smoking weed is him at fault, bro. He has to know better. He has to move better, especially as a professional fighter. Oh, that's, so that's why they call me the weed like police. Because, okay. you know, I'm standing on the side of responsibility. This is a 21-plus-year-old man out here signing contracts to box professionally to show up to events to do what they supposed to do and you getting caught smoking weed, you getting caught with weed in your system is just irresponsible. I And that was the point I made last night. I advocate for weed. Like, I smoke weed. I'm probably about to go smoke a little bit later today. But in his situation, you got to be more responsible, bro. Mm. Yeah, I think, I, think, I, think I think, I think it's, I think it, I, I think it, I think that uh, unfortunately right now we live in a time where it's a gray area, right? Legal for some, illegal for others. Um, the rules is the rules, but I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. Um, I'm not taking nine pills a day because I smoke weed. You feel me? So it's like I'd rather smoke weed than take certain prescription. Honestly, I'd rather smoke weed than take any prescription medication. Um, I ain't justifying it. The I rules agree. is the rules. I work, I've worked in a pharmacy for the past eight years, Danny. So I, 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 I fully agree, bro. I'm not a, I'm not for. Oh, if his choice was smoke weed or take a pill, he should have. Bro, my thing is, you signed a contract to box professionally. You know, in Texas, they test for marijuana. Move accordingly, bro. That's to be fair. Shit. To be fair, and I'm not justifying it. No I'm not fear. justifying it. What it, is and what it now, hear me. Hear me. This fight was originally his fight. His fight was not supposed to be in Texas. I'm not justifying it, but I've honestly oh, yeah. wondered. I've honestly wondered if you know he thought he was gonna land somewhere else where they don't test for it, and he didn't. You know because the fight, the location I heard was not Edinburgh, Texas, until they announced his fight. You know so. 
again, it just makes me wonder. Yeah, and and you know, I'll be honest, I wonder too. But like at that level, Danny, with a million dollars on the line, five hundred k on the line, six hundred, bruh, move accordingly, bruh. One spliff, three spliffs. Yeah, I'm telling you right now, if they told me to put the spliffs down for six hundred k, then I'm putting that shit down for a little bit. Like, fuck, are we talking about? And I'm gonna go past him smoking it, nigga. You got caught. A lot of people do a lot of things, but you getting caught. That's on you, bro. You got to eat that. I mean, we know, yeah, we know we that is the, the bell. I got a counterpunch from J-Mat. Yo. Yo. And, oh, my fucking God, man. I'm on this new path where I only want to go after certain people. But this last caller, the weed man, the weed police. <laughs> I'm a little, I'm a little complex, and I'm challenged by what he was saying. Now, I do believe that you should hold these fighters accountable. But from my understanding, do Keyshawn stay in Nevada? Uh, he stay in Nevada. No, he train in Nevada. No. Uh, where he live at? Norfolk, Virginia. Oh, so he stay in Virginia. Okay. I don't know what the weed laws is out there. I just know he's in a situation where, like Danny was trying to explain. That weed is probably something legal, so it's an in between. Keyshawn is 21 years old, and what have you. And uh, I do think he probably learned a harsh lesson, but I also think he rolled some dice that he probably been rolling and finally got caught for it. The reason why I don't hold him to no standard because a bunch of people smoke weed, a bunch of people on this show smoke weed, a bunch of people know they smoke weed and they know they go get a pop, they could possibly get popped for a drug test. They just got it in good because their supervisor will give them a heads up so they could get the time off to go fix it. So it's easier said than done, especially when you're a dedicated weed smoker or especially for guys who didn't lost their jobs because then it got popped. So I'm just like, I'm a little confused and I'm complex by what his point was or the accountability should be had. I do believe that's a gray area, but y'all know me, I'm going to call a drug cheat out. But I don't think that's a drug cheating situation in this situation. Uh, it was that, crazy uh, that he said that he, um, I, my bad. It was just crazy to me that he said he rather he eats something I, not knowingly pop and then instead of smoking weed, like, bro, I never want no fighter to pop for no PED. Agreed. I'll say this, and that's about the opportunity with the zone. How we know what the opportunity is until we explore opportunity. Another thing I disagree with the last caller was he told you what they was going to have you doing and have you doing until you and you don't know none of this until you explore it. You got somebody that said they're willing to pull it together, put it on context, put it on contract so it can know where the idea came from. You can open the door and open your door with multiple opportunities. They may be beneficial for more than a marketing job. And you can never explore an opportunity until you explore it. And then once you explore it, you can decide and say, hey, is it good for you or is it ain't? Until you find out. My new slogan, you got to fuck around to find out. If you're not going to fuck around, how you going to find out? That's my call. That's my advice. I have always gave you, I think, good advice when it comes down, all the bullshit aside, all the arguments aside. I've always been a supporter of you growing your brand. What I think about it this way, think about it that way, and what have you. But I do think you should explore the idea and be open to seeing what doors it can open. Fuck around and find out.
For sure, champ. I'm with you. I don't know why y'all thinking that I'm not. And I don't know why everybody automatically assumes that, you know, what he said on the show is final. Like, you know, you don't have to. I mean, we talked about this on Untitled uh, yesterday. Like, you don't have to jump at the first offer, you know. Um, and, and, And like he said, you explore things, you know, so. Uh, certainly something I look forward to doing. What up, Majid? They saying that. You can hear me now? Yes, sir. Um, everybody needs to like the video, subscribe to the channel, join YouTube members and Patreon for something. Um, shit, with that Errol Spence and that Crawford shit, I'm looking at as simple as they got a contract they signed. You know what I'm saying? Like, whether we want to see it or not, you know, Errol got the right to get his rematches, that's what he want, personal belief. You know, him won't we'll get smoked twice, but look. Um, and uh, my main thing is, like, shout out to you, you know what I'm saying, like, being on this motherfucking show and, and speaking some shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, you had Leonard Schmellaby sitting up there all up in the background on some bullshit, just listening, 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 ain't adding shit to boxing. But like I said the other night, he need to get his little bitch ass on these lines and talk to the motherfucking fans like the zone doing. The same place that we saying that they should go to, the zone. You know what I'm saying? They actually got on here and talked to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, God damn, LB, you fucking suck, bro. But shout out to you, Ness, because you got to sit at the, you know, I'm gonna call this the table with the big people. They heard some shit and they liked it. And if they gonna motherfucking, you know, put you on. I remember Showtime, they had those Mortal Kombat fuckers. You know, they were so fucking boring. <laughs> I watched them about two Kombat. minutes total ever since they was um, streaming and shit before the fights. You know what I'm saying? So if they could get you on there, man, like, you know, just to cover the, um, like, you know, to sit down and have you your little segments or whatever, you got to keep the boxing voices, the voice of the people where you get our opinions and shit and, you know, you could build on it. Like, shit, every day, every week, because you're talking to us every motherfucking day, unlike a lot of other people. So shout out to you, man, and I, I wish the best success for you. You already had the studio before? Like, come on, DeZone, man. Get him a studio for these DeZone USA fights, bro. Like, we could use it, because, shit, this the voice of the people, man. So let him speak to the people with his fight night, bro. All right, Ness, that's all I got. Shout out to you and your movement, man. Appreciate you, champ. Appreciate you, man. Nah, man, listen. Jetty Kiss, baby. Locks, we gon' make it. We gon' make it. That's what I'm saying. I don't get totally depressed like normal people because it's like I'm still doing what I love. You feel me? Still doing what I love. Um, What I oh, love for, no. more, for, for big shit to gonna... come from it, hell yeah. You know? I got... No, I would, I would love it. What's up, champ? I just want to put it in your face right now before I forget, because I disagree that you don't be getting in your feelings, bro. Look, when we had uh Frank on, you damn this, that, the third, and I'm like, bro, what are you talking about? He just said put it on, put it in black and white, and you was like, oh, Joe jumped off, and uh, and I'm just like, bro, like, you feel me? He willing to hear you out. That's great, and bro, to me, it was even better. The dude heard it, loved it so much, jumped on the show, 
off of Georgia. Like, bro, you you feel me? You out here? I mean, I hope, I hope you, God is listening to all you guys that really think He offered me a job. Y'all never heard of the phrase? And remember what I said about all phrases in life, Danny? What are they? They true. lies. They true. But y'all never heard of the phrase tongue in cheek? Like, we gotta see if that's really what it what y'all believe it is. You know, you can't just assume that it's a job because a person said that's not how it works, man. Tongue in cheek. But JV88, two dollars. CYP gonna patent your idea, Ness. <laughs> Demo, member for seven months, the champ. Yo, listen, let me let me go back to that. Bro, like I told you, my lawyer. For this deal that brought me to, to 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 Vegas is a listener of the show. Um, I ain't got no problem. You feel me going to court? <laughs> you feel me? I ain't got no problem going to court with, with anybody. You feel me? My audio is documented. You know, I'm here every day. You know, I got plenty, plenty of character witness with all the people that listen. Like, I ain't got no issue going to court. Man, I uh, know where the fuck he was going. You took that shit for real. The most member no, for seven months no, with the no, champ. No, no, because it's good. It's good to let people know when you not educated in the legal system. You know, you get taken advantage of. You get frightened for certain things, bro. I got a hungry lawyer. I love going to court. I won lawsuits. I beat Rikers Island. I fought a secure... That's what I'm saying. My life is a movie. We talked about it on Untitled. We ain't going to go down that street, but I will say that. I beat the brakes off a of CEO and won. CEO. Yeah, CEO and won and got a lawsuit for it too. Like, hell. Locks yeah, Joe, again. don't... Going, going Joe, back don't, to the locks. Joe. I ain't talking about Joe. There you go about to put bad information into the universe. Nah. Going uh, back to the locks, I got a lawyer that'll eat your case. You feel me? Uh, we got Demo, member for seven months at that champ level. Uh, remember, I was answering a super chat. All it takes is a dollar and a dream. Shout out to Ness and Danny for the big moment that will be remembered in boxing history forever. Fire emoji, fire emoji. Rocket emoji. Average boxing fan, salute to you, Demo. We appreciate it. Once again, from your lips to God's ears, because, you know, it's not almost, it's not over yet. You know, this is just the beginning. Uh, like I said, it could just be tongue-in-cheek. Average boxing fan, $2. Spider Rico is Sharif from Menace to Society. Cringe. Juice God, welcome to the prospect level. <laughs> Juice God, you might as well upgrade to the champ level and get this money with us. We got a betting show at 10.45 a.m. Tyrone the Great, who actually takes uh, predictions for us, is saying that weed is legal in Virginia. Here in Virginia, so he lives in VA. And we got Manuel LG, $2, TBV on the zone, if they can offer more than YouTube. Holla. Nah, but it somebody said it already in the YouTube comments and 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 obviously shout out to Danny for putting me on. I wouldn't know. But nah, I mean, it, it, he set the precedent. It's over. I wouldn't take anything less. What I'm talking about, Danny, let's see if we connect it. You put me on. Pat McAfee deal. Now, I ain't I mean, talking Mac I ain't talking McAfee money for you while out. I'm just saying his deal where you? I still own my channel. I still go live on my channel. You feel me? Uh, but to be clear, to be clear, that ain't his deal. His deal is he go live 
it's it's simulcasted. So he go live on both uh YouTube channels and he goes live on the network itself. Yep. That's what I said. That's what I said. I want that McAfee deal where he kept his channel. He still go lives on his channel, but he now works for a network. We got Optimus Prime, ten dollars. Ellerby can't talk about anything in podcasts without his daddy Al Heyman's permission. We got ah ah, <laughs> you funny as fuck. It looks like everybody, I think. Let me double check. Let me double check. Let me double check. Check, check. We actually check, got check, the check, Bay check, in the Brunch, the Haney versus Pro Grey pre fight party tickets and sections are on sale. Get them uh, while you can. It is an all inclusive ticket. So you get your brunch food, you get your unlimited mimosas, you get your open bar, and you get to have a good time. Only 10 minutes away from the Chase Center. So get it. While they're available, celebrity guest host to be announced soon. Uh, we got Huang in Houston, the voice of the people, TBV. Um, yo, that would be amazing though to simulcast on their YouTube channel with that three million followers. Yo, we out. Nest GTO, Instagram and Twitter. Catch me on the next one, which is at 1045 today. If Pacific, you want. 145 Eastern for the betting show. Let's make some money this weekend. Uh, 1045 Pacific, 145 Eastern. To join the betting community, is it here or Patreon? It's both. If you want to be live and interact during the actual betting show, live, it's better to become a member here on YouTube. How do you do that? It's quite simple. If you're here watching YouTube, you're seeing me and Danny, you got to our channel, you navigated here where it says join. But before you hit join, hit this, thumbs up, then go to the join, then click the championship level, which gets you the betting show, and you get to make money. Money, 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 money. Money. We out.